Hello everyone, after a month hiatus, the film reroll is back with more memento. I am Paulo Quiroz, your humble host and narrator. Now just a quick reminder that the memento episodes are running in reverse chronological order. We recorded all the segments forward, but we are playing them backwards. So every time you hear a new performer and hear this sound, it means that we are jumping backwards in time. And with no further ado, memento. All right. Timothy E. Nolan. Hello, hello. The E stands for easygoing. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wish. is a writer and editor who is active in the speculative fiction community in New York City. His work has been published in the paranormal romance magazine Trysts of Fate. He is also often working behind the scenes helping me create the worlds and scenarios of film reroll episodes. How are you doing, Tim? I'm doing okay. I'm a little nervous. There's There's been so much story before me. So much story. Or after me. I don't even know. I don't know how these are going to go out. After you for the audience, before you for me. So that's the, <laughs> that's the whole conundrum. We haven't actually had you do uh, prep for an episode in a little while to a great degree because of quarantine. A lot, a lot of our... How would you describe the process of working with me other than <laughs> pure chaos? Uh, it's wonderful, Paulo. I really like working with you. We just get a beer uh, and we just like throw yeah. ideas out there and then like the magic happens, you know? <laughs> yeah, basically. Now, yeah, so without us being able to get beers together, I haven't had you do prep plus you were on oceans 11 so you didn't yeah help with that yeah. one and totally and like and, you know what i really miss paulo is like our just figuring stuff out by going back into your back room and just being like they're yeah. completely messing up the story what do we do i didn't know that they were gonna go here a little a little as scott calls them our little cuddle session <laughs> sometimes during break during a break Tim and I will go into like my bedroom and be like, okay, what the fuck? So we <laughs> talked about like, what should I do with this? And, I feel and, like and that's always that. good. Yeah. Because like, there's always the point where we're, uh, we always have an aha moment. There's never been one without yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. We always find it. What was, what was the first episode you helped me with? I literally, I was, rem I was like thinking back and I had you in my mind from the very first episodes, but you didn't come in for a while. So what was the first one you worked on? <laughs> I have a, uh, a good answer to this just because it's like kind of emblazoned in my memory because it was the Homeward Bound one. But the image oh. that is stuck in my memory is that like I think for whatever reason, like um, like Justin, our mutual friend and and I were like at your office and there was a moment where like you like. I don't know, Justin was doing something and uh, and you and I were just like, oh, we should talk about that Homeward Bound episode maybe. And you just took out a guitar from nowhere and you started <laughs> strumming on the guitar as you explained your ideas for Homeward Bound. And I was like, this is surreal and weird. <laughs> and yet it's like working right now. <laughs> Gave me that rustic yep, That sounds like feel. me. <laughs> for the listener, that's what it's like to know me as a human. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, Leonard Shelby. <laughs> okay, I'm ready. Is uh, in a heap of trouble. Oh no, really? <laughs> you come too suddenly. Like, what, huh. what was I doing? Oh, God. You immediately feel that there is someone on your side, and you look, and there's a, a young woman mm. in a, a fairly pretty sundress okay. leaned against you. You're, su you're supporting her. Okay, a friend of mine. Around you are rainbows, just just rainbows at various odd angles what the hell up and down and side to side diagonally just completely surrounding you in your hand you feel 
like the leg of a chair <laughs> that is being used as like an improvised torch. Oh, is it on fire? And, yeah, it's on fire. And, ah. and you seem to have uh, I'm you gonna... seem to have accidentally caught one of the rainbows on fire, and that is the the fire is spreading swiftly up and down towards the ceiling. And and other than Holy... that, you're in a fairly dark room. The only source of illumination is the rapidly expanding fire line. Um um oh oh okay. Uh this this person's right um on top. Okay, this clearly is somebody that I'm trying to save right now. Um what are the rainbows made out of? Give me a perception roll. Uh okay. Ugh. Three, six, and a five. That's oh. a failure. You, uh, <laughs> rainbows, uh, fire. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I'm, I'm, All you're aware of is that there seems to be a point of light that you were walking towards, that you were focused on when you came to, and also that it smells like petrified garbage in here, and you're slightly worried that it's you. Okay, I'm just like dropping the dropping the the torch, because honestly, I was like terrified that it was even in my, my hand in the first place, that there's this like fire. Yeah. And like, so my first reaction is like, I don't even know if it's a good idea, but like fire bad right now. So drop the torch so that I can with both hands carry the woman. Are you going to like scoop her up? Uh, I'm going to, yeah, scoop her up. Is she, does she seem okay. like the, like I could do that? With she my seems strength? scoopable. Okay. I would yeah. like to scoop the scoopable woman and run toward that dim light. Okay, so you scoop and run forward. You've dropped the torch behind you, which catches on another one of these strings of rainbow color, and it seems to go up a little bit, and the woman squeaks as you scoop her unexpectedly, and you run forward. Uh, oh, and you didn't give me a focus check on that failed perception roll. Oh, dang. Ah, this is gonna be over in like five seconds. Okay. Oh, no, I good. think that's good. Okay. Yeah. So I keep it together. I'm like on adrenaline right now yeah can i do one thing really quickly uh as yeah. i'm running i would like to like i honestly think i might be on drugs uh <laughs> can i like kind of move okay i'm holding the woman in front of me can i move her back and forth to see if i like see an after image or something like that yeah sure sure uh give me an iq roll to try and figure out if you're on drugs okay whoa oh my that's god that's a crit no. failure <laughs> that is a crit Fail. I'm not going to get out of this room. Love this choice. <laughs> so, so for the first thing is, uh, yeah, I think for your crit failure, you are definitely on drugs. You took something heavily psychotropic. I knew it. And you cannot trust okay. the, your senses or the reality around you. Okay. Somehow. And, and I will enforce that. I won't make you take additional focus checks on it, but to establish anything, I'm going to make you roll IQ to figure out every time if you think that's real or not. Okay. I, give me a focus check on that on that crit fail IQ. Oh, my God. You're good. Okay. Um, so, yeah. See, like, I'm in that space where, like, you know when you're, like, let's say you're really drunk or something, but, like, you have that voice in your head where you're like, okay, I know that I'm insanely drunk right now. I know I'm super wasted, but I feel like inside I have it together. I know that I'm drunk. <laughs> That's how I feel right now. Yeah. You know that you're on massive amounts of LSD, so you're just <laughs> going to have to adjust for that. Okay. That's just going to change kind of how you see the world. Uh, but so you burst forward, and now as you as you just push through, the lines of rainbow just kind of shatter and crack, crackle down around you, and you kind of push through, and you make it to a doorway. Okay, it seems like I am on drugs. You you know you are in a very good section of the world right now <laughs> to think you're on drugs. I will say that much. 
Like, it's all going to fit together real well. Great. (laughs) And the lines of color crumble around you and you make your way to the door, which is just like a standard looking open. Like there was a frame for a door. The door is long gone. Hmm. But there's no light around here other than behind you, the quickly spreading fire, which, you know, give me an IQ roll to, to know if that's real fire. Uh, do I do I have to know if it's real fire? Because I I kind of want to go. I kind of want to go away yeah. from it, uh, regardless. Sure, sure, sure. So you get to the door and step through, mm-hmm. and you're in a long, crumbling corridor, about ten feet wide and maybe about fifty feet long. And there's a light directly in your face, blinding you. It takes your eyes a minute to adjust, and now you see that a big chunk of the ceiling has caved in, okay. and the floor is covered unevenly with a huge pile of rubble, often up to five or six feet high. And above, it's open and big patches and you can see there's multiple floors worth of cave-in and you can see up at least three stories above you. The light in your eyes is on this floor and it's at the far side of the room set amongst the rubble and it illuminates in silhouette several strange figures. What the hell have I gotten myself into? One in repose, (laughs) hair tossed back suggestively, one standing fist up at the caved-in ceiling, one kneeling in prayer with comically large hands, Uh, one is on all fours looking backwards like a disgruntled cat. And as you take in the space, you realize that they're all perfectly still and they're too small to be real people. What is going on? Is this the same movie that I have seen? Is this Memento by Christopher Nolan? It it started as Memento. Okay. It's been a long (laughs) episode so far. Okay. First... And the woman in your arms... There we go. Great. ...is now kind of nuzzled up happily, be, you know, into your chest... Happily. ...as you are, you have held her. Yeah, she's just kind of cuddled in. Okay, so like her, is she... She's, like, conscious. She's awake. Yeah, yeah. So when you... when you She was supported against you, kind of, like, leaning on your yeah. shoulder to, for, for support. Okay. You weren't actively carrying her. You were just kind of helping her along. Okay. Uh, I would like to kind of... I'm I'm still holding her, but I would like to look down at her and say, can you hear me speaking? Am I speaking right now? <laughs> she says, uh, yeah, yeah, I think so. You why, can hear me. Why would you... Are you speaking right now? Are you real? Can I do a quick check to see if this person's real? Yeah, give me an IQ check to see if she's real. Okay. Uh, nice. Um, I got a yeah, six. Big success. She's real. Okay. There's a person... She's in your arms. You can feel her weight. She's heavy. She feels solid. Okay. She's not heavy. She's a, a small woman, but she's yeah. heavy. You know, she has mass. She's not floaty. That's for sure. Okay. And now she's very confused. And and she says, mm-hmm. am I speaking? Why would I not be speaking? Sorry. I I just, um, this, this has been a hell of Is a day. Is this part of your condition? Yes, I. So I've told you about my condition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just it wasn't like this before. Okay, can you tell me how many drugs I took, what kind of drugs I took, and like how they're affecting my system right now? Like, am I even? Am I inside? Am I outside? Oh, What's going on? God, did you take something? I don't know. You went upstairs for a while, and I uh, I wasn't. I must have been watching you. I didn't see what you took. I probably slipped something i why did you take drugs um have i told you about my condition does it make you take drugs i feel like maybe i didn't tell you about my condition is this all just like an addiction uh i would like to um gently lean her down yeah put her down but like not just drop her you know she stands you don't she doesn't make it to the ground before she like (laughs) 
stands on her one foot and you see now that she's kind of favoring a foot like one of her ankles okay. can't take weight at the moment Ooh. and she looks behind you and into the other room and, and she's like that that fire looks like it's getting pretty nasty i don't know if we have a lot of time to sit and- okay so the fire's real i would like to for one second just really quickly check my pockets for photographs okay that's the one that's the only thing that feels real to me is that I could possibly get these photographs. There's a wallet in your pocket, but you don't feel any photos. Mm. And you don't have your camera on you. Oh, shit. In that case, uh, I want to start off toward the light, but also like kind of support her, go toward the light, and have a conversation with her while I'm, while I'm walking. Okay. You know, of course, about my condition. I, it's, it's not amnesia, but I can't make new memories. So I don't, know, I don't know why we're in this situation right here. Well, okay. So What's been going on? Save my life, and then heck of a guy. You told me that you were looking to revenge the death of your wife, and I told you I'd help you and be your assistant and your memory. I am, and so we've been tracking that down for a few weeks oh. now. And then, and you asked me to be your girlfriend. Oh, and then you um, you were looking for some guy named Jordan the fisherman in this building, and then you went down here and you're looking for something, and I don't know what Jordan it is. the fisherman. Do you know? Do you know what Jordan the fisherman's last name is? No. Okay. It might be the fisherman. <laughs> I don't think that it's going to be that, but if if it is Jordan the fisherman, that's that's Jordan T. That's not a John G. I'm looking for a John G. Sorry, what's your name? Anne. Hey, hey Anne. I'm Leonard. I know. I awkwardly like try to shake her hand. I I know. You're <laughs> you're my boyfriend. Uh yeah. Okay. So, why don't we um I think probably the best i mean now like it sounds like we're partners we've been doing this for a long time um always happy to hear your thoughts i feel like we should run away from that fire right now yeah as you said that would be super great okay let's uh let's roll and my memory uh okay so you're gonna try and climb over the big rubble pile yeah it up is- toward the disgruntled figures it is doable alone you can do it on a dex plus two However, uh, Anne might need help, so you can mm-hmm. you can spend dex points to to help her along at a two for one ratio. Okay, can I do a quick look around the room for anything that can uh, that can help this situation? Like a ladder would be nice, but I don't expect that. Give me a uh, perception or a scrounge. Um, hey, I have hiking. Can I use hiking to get up there with her? I will allow it. Ooh, okay. Um, wait, what was the previous role? It was Dex. Uh, I'm trying to see if hiking was, uh, is actually advantageous or not. I have hiking at a 10. Then that's not going to be better than just taking the Dex plus two. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. Okay. In that case, oh, I'm scared of doing rolls because I'm scared of, uh, uh, like losing a focus. Okay. I'm just going to help her up, uh, up the rubble. Okay. So you're not, you're not taking a perception to look around the room? Nope. Okay. No. It so, was dex plus two by myself, so it's flat dex to get her up there, too. So you can help her as much as you want at a two-for-one ratio. Oh, okay. Two points you spend of dex are going to give her one point of dex bonus. Okay. I am going to... Ooh. Can I do extra effort on mine? I will allow extra effort, yeah. Okay. Can I do that right now? Yeah. Okay. Extra effort. Three and three and a four. Right. Uh, I'm going to spend two points... Um, so I'm just going to run, uh, that means I'm at dex plus one, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. This is the roll. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like I'm good. You're good on dex. Give me a focus check on that dex and I will roll for Anne. Oh, okay. this is, why do I even try this? 
No. Oh, that's your first failed focus check. Oh, God. But that doesn't do anything yet, right? No. And does just fine. In fact, on the button with your uh, added Oh, my God. Are you serious? (laughs) Yeah. So if you hadn't helped her, she'd be fucked. Okay. I don't want Anne to die. I feel... Oh, man. I'm too too sensitive to play Leonard. I I feel like I'm really invested in Anne right now. You know, I think Leonard's kind of a sensitive guy. That's a good point. You know, other than the whole vengeance quest. Yeah. I completely forgot about the put all of his wife's uh, things on on the nightstand and wake up to it part. Yeah. Um, you have now made it over the rubble pile. You climb arm and foot while grabbing Anne in one hand strongly and savagely. Savagely? Yeah. I don't know. Tenderly and savagely. I say, I'm Guy Pierce. You turn into a pirate. Come on, Anne. Get up here. Probably the drugs. I'm not going to let go of you. And you make it over (laughs) the rubble pile. You did not spend a perception check to find important things in this room. That's cool. That's cool. Who needs it? And (laughs) you climb over the tough middle stretch of the rubble pile, the part that was the epicenter of the cave-in. And here you can see that the light that's shining in your eyes is a work light that's stood up on the rubble and it's right in the doorway to another room. Well, okay. So now now we're like, at least we have a pile of rubble between us and the fire. I don't think that will help forever. But, Certainly not forever. And why? Uh, and maybe we covered this already. In addition to my condition, I also have just a bad memory anyway. This particular version of me. Don't listen to what I'm saying right now. Why did we come to this specific building? Oh, because is, did I think Jordan the fisherman would be here? He was here. You talked to him. He was here. What did I say to him? Were you were there at that conversation? You, you no, know, you left me outside for a little bit. So I didn't hear that conversation. Really? I left you outside. Yeah. Oh, my God. If I'm going to be your memory, you got to keep me close. Mm, yeah. I I have to tell you, Anne, though, I don't I don't usually use people for my memories. Yep. But girlfriends are special. Uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. Girlfriends are special. But this is one of those things where, like, you know, I love my own handwriting. Do I take uh, pictures of people anymore? Um, you haven't done that since I've been with you, but... I guess we could go and get you a camera. Can I uh, roll a quick detect lies on Anne? Please. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. There we go. That is a success by like four. Yeah. The she keeps leaning into the whole girlfriend line. Okay. And you don't you don't buy that. Mm-hmm. You didn't ask this like twenty four year old to be your girlfriend. That didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and now that, like, when Leonard finally has that thought, he thinks, oh, and why didn't I think of that before? Doesn't seem like I would really uh, be in the uh, dating space right now, you know? And give me a focus check on no. that. Detect lies. And I... That's another failure. The focus rule. Does it? Does a crit failure do anything on a focus uh, rule? It does, but that's not a crit fail. That's one away from a crit fail. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so you're you're already... I'm sorry. This is going real quick, but you're already <laughs> down to your last focus check. Great, great. And I'm, uh, that means I'm like down on uh, IQ and stuff too, right? Yep, yep. Uh, everything IQ based is now at a, at a minus two. <laughs> I, I anticipated. I should have anticipated something like this would happen. Okay. Oh man! Well, um, it's it's funny these focus checks. Some people get like uh, uh, unceasing terms, and some people are done like that. You know, it's just <laughs> you're done. You're just like, oh god, I <laughs> was my turn. Well, but you're great. still you're still going. Okay. Okay. And well, like I, it it seems like we've 
done what we came here to do, which was to meet with Jordan the fisherman and to burn down said fisherman where Oh God, were you trying to kill Jordan the fisherman? No, 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 no. But I just like don't like this building. Let's go into that floodlight room. Okay, so uh, you walk forward towards the floodlight. Uh, now you pass some of the figures you saw silhouetted. Up close, they're made of clay and plaster and paper mache. Viewed in silhouette, they make human shapes, but from the side angle, they're bizarre and twisted. Makes sense. I am on drugs. It's probably a normal... But as you get closer to the light, you notice... Two hunched figures just by the door, low to the ground, and these figures seem like they're moving. What? It's hard to make them out because they're right by the bright floodlight, but you hear one of them growl at you. Some of the figures? Yeah, so you can give me a perception check if you want to do better than that. Oh, Or you can God. just chance it with what you know. And I am not feeling too hot right now. What are those things on the ground? Because I took a lot of drugs. I don't know uh, okay. what's going on exactly. Oh, yeah. Uh, she, good call. She succeeds her perception check and she says, do you, do you mean the weird paper mache figurines everywhere? Or do you mean those dogs? There are dogs. Dogs down there? Do they seem like bad dogs? They seem like growly move forward slowly dogs. Well, dang. Is there is there like any other uh, way to go other than through this room? I mean, you can go back. You didn't inspect the last couple rooms very carefully, and there was an opening through the ceiling you might be able to climb, but you'll be going back towards the fire. Damn, I'm in a tight spot. <laughs> Need Andy to put that on a soundboard somewhere. Um, I'm going to lose focus, and I'm going to die. Uh, okay, so there are dogs, growly dogs. Growly, inchy forward dogs. Growly, inchy forward dogs. Is there like a door in this uh, in this room? So the floodlight is right in the doorway to the next room, and you can't see past it at all because oh, okay. it's so bright. Uh, okay. This room you're in has no obvious doors other than the one you're going to, but again, it's a chaos of cement and rebar and twisted chunks of metal with a light right in your eyes. You haven't rolled perception on this room, and you're deaf not sure you've spotted everything. <laughs> okay, so the only thing I have on me right now is uh, is a wallet because I just dropped my torch stupidly. Yep. <laughs> I would like to, oh man, I would like to take out my wallet and throw it at the floodlight so as to knock over the floodlight. I like it. Give me a, <laughs> I'm going to say that's a, you got to throw it real hard for a wallet to have enough momentum. Yeah. So I'm going to say that's a dex minus one. Okay. Dex minus one. Wait, can I, uh, before I do that, can I really quickly say, hey, uh, Anne, do you have anything heavy on you? Like an object? Uh, she she pats her pockets, she looks around, and with her successful scrounging roll, she runs back into the rubble behind you and she grabs a big old like hunk of concrete that she hands to you as, while she hops on one leg. <laughs> You're okay, Anne. <laughs> That's pretty MVP. I'm very happy about that, but also feel a little bit stupid that I didn't think about the rubble that I just literally climbed over. Um, I would like to throw that concrete at this floodlight. Okay. That's a better way of knocking down the concrete. I'll, I'll, I'll give it a dex flat to hit the floodlight. Okay. And you can take bonuses if you want to just walk forward towards the floodlight, but that takes you into the range of the dogs. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm just going to throw it. I'm is this is making me really impulsive because I don't want to lose focus, so I just keep on doing things. Live the live the jaws life. Live the jaws life. Just do it.
Oh Ooh, my god, that's a crit that is success. A crit success. Yes, beautiful. I, I got one crit success at least. <laughs> for one thing, for a crit success, I do not make you take a focus check. Oh my god, really? Huh. Yeah. I'm hanging on by a damn thread. <laughs> for another, I will say that for the crit success, the clatter of the uh, floodlight slamming into the ground and suddenly illuminating the ceiling of the room as it falls backwards, one, both much more nicely lights the room so you can see everything, and two, scares the dogs back, and the dogs suddenly yes! like, creep backwards into the corner, and the passage is clear, and now as the, as the room is illuminated, you can see that there's a number of graffiti Mm. Right? Graffiti is plural, right? Graf- graffiti. Gra- graffiti. Uh, you know, that's... <laughs> uh, graffitioids. Um, um, when, when, the, when all of that happens, I want Leonard to say, huh, everything's coming up, Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I had to pause to say that. <laughs> I like that you stopped me to introduce that <laughs> classic line. Honestly, when I stopped you, I didn't have it yet. And then by the time I ended it, I still didn't have it. <laughs> I like the idea that the the camera suddenly like zooms in on Leonard. Huh. Everything's coming up, Leonard. A, a line that that film fans will debate for ages. Why what did why was that really specific cut to included? Because Christopher mean? Nolan is such a a pensive like thoughtful director with all of his camera angles there has meaning and they know that this and is suddenly the- close up. Everything's coming up, Leonard. <laughs> Said in that very neutral guy, Pierce. Huh. <laughs> so yeah, so you can now see that there is a doorway. Okay. The floodlight is on its back right yeah. in front of it. Uh, there's still rubble on the ground up ahead, and it seems to continue into the next room. Uh, in the corners by the door are the two big dogs. They're chained in place. They're each huddling and whimpering like cowards. Around you notice are more of the strange figures. There are some grotesque faces shaped in the rebar around you, and the papier-mâché shapes throw up strange shadows on the side walls. You can read the graffiti now, written in neon greens and pinks. It's mostly vague and menacing, like abandon all hope and heed the prophecy. One in big letters up ahead says, kneel before your king, and Um, no tribute is too great. By, By the door it says, none who enter shall live what okay so like we're in some kind of lovecraftian like cosmic horror setting there's like a cult yeah, but l- l- let me stress here now that you've seen them in the nice full light of the floodlight uh-huh. one you're in a basement this is clearly a basement now that this room yeah. is well lit and two the grotesqueness of, uh, grotesqueness of the figures is somewhat undercut by the cheapness of the paper mache okay. bills, which are painted in various rainbow so colors. So maybe we're in a like Lovecraft fan's house. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Maybe. A little king in yellow type of thing going on. A, a Lovecraft cosplayer. A Lovecraft cosplayer. Oh God, that's probably a thing which totally exists somewhere and is probably horrifying. Um, or hot. I don't know. Let's. I. I won't knock until I try. Okay. Let's. Um. You heard it here, folks. I am going. Tim Nolan <laughs> is going to engage in some Lovecraft cosplay. Send pics is all I will say. They call it Lovecraft for a reason. <laughs> Lovecraft, baby, Lovecraft. <laughs> Love that craft. Okay. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Leonard. I'm really glad that we got all of this part in before I lose focus. Now it doesn't matter when I lose focus. Yo, I'm going to take advantage of the fact that 
those dogs are moving away and just like go straight into the next room. Okay. You start to move forward. Annie supports herself on your weight again. Yeah, that's totally cool. Stay close, Annie. And wait, Annie, are you okay? <laughs> oh, wait, can we? I forgot Michael Jackson. Anyway, I've been go. hit by a smooth criminal. <laughs> who? <laughs> who hit you? Annie, tell me who hit you. Uh, okay, so you. <laughs> she just hums like that. <laughs> yeah, she just hums to herself. <laughs> We're doing great. I feel great. Um, I'm in that next room now, right? Yeah. So you push forward into the next room, and it, it takes your eyes a little bit of time to to adjust from the brightness back into the darkness. But there's enough light here that you can see, and you see that there's a lot of, again, rubble in this room. And there's, there's a little light that goes on, and then off. It's like we're in like a fun house or some kind of haunted mansion and type of thing. And as your eyes adjust, you see that there's more weird art in this room and a figure sitting in what appears to be kind of an art deco improvised throne from rubble. Uh, and, and the figure says, who there comes to disturb the king? Come to bow and kiss my ring? Oh my God. Um, I... Who is it that enters there through the foul and burning air? Tis... I, a messenger from the overworld. Stop it. I know who you are. You've come long and you've come far. Okay, I was going to try to do this like some kind of crazy way, but like who the fuck are you and where the fuck are we? I think you know who I am. Otherwise, yourself, you damn to come down here within my lair. Now come closer. Stop gawking there. Look, dude. Okay, I'm coming closer. I want to walk right up to this guy. And now you see the figure is kind of a skinny guy in what appears to be mm. two bathrobes, one flower print, and one like a leopard. Oh my God. Spotted color. Several piercings in his mouth, a scar on his forehead. And mm. Before you get too close, you notice there's another dog like chained to his... Uh, there's a big dog that's oh chained to this guy's throne. Okay. Uh, listen, uh, guy. Listen, king King guy. I am Leonard. This is Annie. Who are you? I'm the king. My name's Yeru. It's nice. The biggest question is... What do you do in here? What is your purpose? You know, do not bore me with oh, lip God. service. <laughs> oh my God. I've been wanting to do a character who speaks in rhymes on this show for so long and my heart is racing. <laughs> I'm actually, I'm insanely impressed. Tim is very impressed and uh, Guy Pierce Leonard is just so annoyed right now at everything that is happening. Oh, my God. King Yuru, nice to meet you. I'm not going to start doing the rhyming thing. That was a coincidence. <laughs> um, the thing that I want to do here in this building is get out of this building. Now, that seems like something that you would be really into, too, since this is your domain and I don't want to trespass on your domain. I just want to get out of here, you know? So, hey, you want to help me get out of here? He diplomed. Uh, yeah, give me a diplomacy roll. Okay. Uh, I got diplomacy at 11. 
No. That's a fail. And give me a focus check. Okay. On, On the, the button. button. Oh, God. I can feel myself kind of like phasing out of it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, what does he say? Well, get, first of all, give me your your failed diplomacy. Okay. Uh, listen, I the thing that I want to do here is get out of here. You are the king of here. So I figured you have like some connection into who's here and who's not here. I would like you to change me from here to not here and leave. You've come so far to claim your prize, the future which my wise eyes recognize and my high cries summarize. So lay down here the promised tribute, the lack of which I now rebuke. God, that was a slant rhyme. Bad GM. Uh, <laughs> I like to think that that's what he's saying. <laughs> oh, that uh, was a slant rhyme. It, Shit. Otherwise, compete by fiddle or, of course, the old-fashioned riddle. Any of these will be my price. Oh, my God. you're gonna. And after that, well, I'll be nice. Okay, so here's a question for you. What's the tribute? Answer in one second. Can you do it without rhyme? <laughs> What's the tribute? You want it. Tell me right now. One line. Don't even do a second line. The tribute is a formal plea that lets you earn my prophecy. So clearly, like, you must never get anything ever because you can never say what the tribute is and you can only speak in rhymes. Why am I picking a fight with you? Uh, I don't know what you want, dude. I can give you a wallet that is kind of nice. It's like a little singed from some, well, not from not flames. It's not singed from flames. Anyway, uh, you want this wallet? I take out the wallet and show it to him. That wallet looks like cheap fake leather. You two have come to laugh together. Well, I think that's a natural time to bring Annie into this. Hey, Annie, do you have anything to add to this? Because this isn't going well, great. He said... He said we could do a fiddle or a riddle. Maybe it's like a, a devil's yes. challenge. Like we we can it's, beat him at the violin. I, I took two years of violin in high school. Um, Really? Did you? Yeah. Did you like it? Why'd you give it up? I, I wasn't very good at it. You know, that's never a reason to give something up if, if it makes you happy. I mean, I don't think I could beat the devil if it was a going down to <clears> Georgia <throat> scenario. But if he wants me to play some slightly out of tune scales, I can probably manage that. Mm. But maybe tribute... Riddle or violin competition aren't our only options? I feel like that riddle is a little bit like a giant boulder that is rolling toward me and is impossible to avoid. However, um, I would like to come back to this fiddle thing later because, like, you know, passions are really important. I, for example, have a passion to avenge my dead wife. And even when it gets hard, I keep on doing it, you know? So. Wow. Uh, okay. Great time to start trying to sound like my mom, and scold me for my lack of dedication to the violin, but sure, let's do that. Maybe we should do this another time. Um, Annie, I just want to yeah. say, though, your support so far has been great for me. Oh, thank you. Anyway, let's get back to... She seems chuffed. <laughs> okay. Annie, I'm not, I'm not going to start a fight with Annie right now. Leonard thinks in his head, like, this would be a very different scenario if I wasn't in a funhouse basement that's on fire, but let's engage King Yaru. Hey... King Yuru, one, that dog looks very mad, and I actually don't like there being mad dogs in like rooms like this, so I would like to propose a deal. 
I would like to solve your riddle. I'm not super good under pressure. I have this condition where I kind of like forget things. Could you put that dog in another room and then I will do your riddle? The dog is here for my protection until the point we reach connection. Okay, what's the dog's name? Cerberus? Is it Cerberus? The dog's name isn't Cerberus. Yeah. Oh, God, I just ended a sentence with Cerberus. Uh, (laughs) I gotcha. There's the riddle. I win. (laughs) God damn it. Uh, 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 Oh, God. Uh, Oh, oh. His passion for me is fervorous. Fuck yes. I did it. I got out of the jam. I'll give it to you, King Yuru. My puppy's name, if you must know, Michelangelo? Uh, I like it. Uh, his name is Wendigo, is where I was going with that. Wendigo makes I, more sense, but I just felt like interrupting him with some T.S. Eliot made sense. In Leonard's mind, he's like, Michelangelo. Yeah. Oh my God, Michelangelo and Leonard... Leonardo. Leonardo, this is great. I, no, canon, the dog's name is Michelangelo. I've changed my mind. King Yuru, I have two more questions for you. One of those questions is a sentence that is not a question. Let's start over. I have one question for you and one sentence. Your real name, is it by any chance John G? What is real? My name's Yeru. Oh my God, you're one of those. The king of all you see and do. Listen, King Yeru, just because you close your eyes, it doesn't mean that the world disappears. You know, like the things that we do have real actions and real effects on people. Like I have this condition... It makes it really tough to tell what is real, but like I know that even if I don't remember something, I'm still doing it. The wise man knows himself a fool. The fool's too busy playing cool. Memory is fog of sleep that clouds our view of that which we have got to do. But your eyes are clear, your mind awake. Perhaps my job you've come to take. I honestly would love to know what you do for a job. <laughs> but, okay, so King Yuru. Uh, I like Leonard meets like the, this like insane king of the hobos living in a basement. And he's like, now what is it you'd say you do here? Just for our like employment records. Like if I was like filling out a form, like what would be your role? Are you a freelancer? Yes, I free the lance that is my mind. You freelance? But first, a tribute take in kind. Okay, so you said something about a riddle, and given the fact that you have a scary dog, I would like to answer your riddle and play your game. Let's do it, King Yuru. Uh, okay. I feel like we have a lot in common, you and I. He gives you a dirty look, and he starts pulling a notebook from his pocket somewhere. Riddles, riddles in the dark. No golden trinkets to win my heart. <laughs> He's flipping through the notebook looking for the right riddle for you. <laughs> mm. Just got a whole thing of there. Got a lot of riddles. Do a lot of people come down here for the riddles? He clears his throat and holds up a finger. And he starts to read from his little book. He says, We are little airy creatures, all of different voice and features. One of us in glass is held. One of us you'll find in felt. The third is locked away in tin. The fourth is in a box within. The fifth you'll find inside a cup. If you pass, then hurry up. Tell us our collective name, else return from whence you came. 
Oh my Jesus. Oh God. This is this is the worst thing that has ever happened to Leonard, except for that one thing uh about his wife dying, but this is really close to that. Of course it has to be like an 18 line riddle. I had why am I even <sighs> uh, Annie, what do you what do you got? Uh Annie rolls IQ and fails. She shrugs and says, We can try the violin thing. You know, I don't even know if the violin thing was really an option, Annie. Annie, like, how did you end up here? Never mind. Let's figure it out later. Um, so we have uh, airy creatures, glass, felt, tin, box, cups. You know, of all the people, this is now Tim talking. Uh, I remember, like, how when I was reading The Hobbit, every, all of my friends, when they got to the riddle part, they freaking loved the riddle part. And I bet you love the riddle part too, Paula, didn't you? Yeah, I was fine with riddles. I'm not, I feel like if I, we've done what, nearly a hundred episodes of this show, there'd be more riddles in in it if I was like a big riddle guy. Yeah, that's true. Like, I think this is the second time we've had a riddle. Yeah, that's true. Even in the, like, Rogue One, we just had the, the kind of like simplistic puzzles. I also don't feel like Star Wars would have been the best place. Like, they're not big on riddles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not their thing. (laughs) It's a lot more like uh, lasers exploding planets. Yeah, um, that's their fetish. Uh, when I when I got, t- <laughs> it happens in more movies than than it ever does in any franchise. Um, when I got to that riddle part of The Hobbit, I hated that part. I was just like, none of these riddles make any sense. Riddles are bullshit because they're like they're always some kind of trick. And I know this just sounds like the railing of a person who is bad at riddles, but I think it's more that riddles are just annoying. So I'll, I'll say for you and for the audience that through the magic of editing, if you want to take your time right now, you're allowed. Mm-hmm. Ta- take a minute with it. And uh, if you can't figure it out, you can always give Leonard an IQ roll. But if you figure it out, IQ. you will not have to spend a focus check. If <laughs> Leonard figures it out, you're going to have to take a focus God check. damn it, follow. Well, I'm definitely, oh, right now I have absolutely nothing, but let's take a quick break. I'm going to go to the restroom uh, and I'm going to get some water okay. and I'm going to ponder. Okay. Ponder away. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, do it up. Do it okay. up. Take your time. I have one guess and I don't feel like it's a hugely good guess, but now I can't unthink that guess. So I can't think of any other guesses. And so I can't let, let this answer go. So I'm just going to give it. Kangaroo. I've got an answer for you. So patiently have I awaited, watching as you contemplated. Let's hear now what's your very best. And when you've guessed and passed my test, then you, my guest, I'll put to rest. Okay, that sounds like you're going to kill me. (laughs) Your queries, dear, do not you fear. I'll put to rest your queries, friend, and possibly your doom portend well you're really comforting and you're a really like sunshiny guy and i like hanging out with you um my guess is bubbles is it bubbles (laughs) bubbles the guess (laughs) great i knew you were gonna laugh at me follow (laughs) see this is why riddles are bullshit because they're just made for the person to create the riddle to laugh at the other person (laughs) It is. God damn it. I, I, I'm sorry I'm laughing at you, but you got to admit that this is now a classic reroll moment. <laughs> King Yuru, I have an answer. Is it Bubbles? It's probably Bubbles, right? It's Bubbles. 
I think I nailed it with bubbles. <laughs> bubbles. Definitely bubbles. I, I feel very confident in my answer. And you haven't said it's wrong yet. So I assume that given silence, it is correct. King Yuru leans back and laughs. You're a funny little square. You're hilarious. I swear. You could be jester for my throne and entertain me uh, all alone. But you've failed to solve my riddle, so get out and take your fiddle. There's that fiddle again. It seems a lot like you just don't know anything else that rhymes with riddle. I guess there's a few things out there. Um, (laughs) Well, I'd rather stick with that than say I'll diddle you, you twat. (laughs) Whoa, okay, (laughs) King Yuru. You gotta hang back there. We do not know each other very well. Um... Okay, so great. That was super fun. Um, I hate riddles. I would like to perception the room to see if there's uh, what like what doors I can uh, I can go through that are past him. Yeah, give me a perception check or anything like that. Uh, <laughs> so frustrating. <laughs> I am so mad. <laughs> 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 and you look so smug, Paulo. So smug. I'm sorry, but Bubbles was an amazing answer. Much better than the correct answer. There was no, mathematically, no funnier word for you to say in that moment than Bubbles. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Also, as... Bubbles is one of the other dog's names. Oh, good. Bubbles, Wendigo, and Michelangelo, and Rutabaga. Uh, perception roll. Oh my god. I failed. It's <laughs> a big and fail. And did not and give me a uh, focus check on that film. Oh, no. Uh I'm, I'm good. Okay. So does that mean like I can't I literally can't see like the walls of this place? It means that you don't find anything that I didn't mm. tell you you could immediately see as you walked. Okay. In. So there's like some... So you you take your time to look around and you don't see anything new that I didn't tell you is as you there, walked. Is there is there a flood some floodlight bullshit going on? You can see this room okay because of the some of the floodlight that's seeping in kind of like there's a diagonal line through the dusty and okay. increasingly smoky air. <laughs> oh yeah. But inside this room there's no light except for the the single uh lighter that he was use he was flicking on and off as you walked in. Oh. A lighter flicking on and off. This is bringing back like PTSD memories of another reroll. Oh scene. yeah! Oh my god! I used that same effect within like two months, and I had no memory that I'd just done that. That was really terrifying, and <laughs> I've thought of that fight over and over again, and how I could have done it better. Yeah, you did great. Yeah, okay. Um, this is a new world, new life. Don't you dare uh, close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would like to um, use intimidation. I'm going to try to convince this guy to just let me out through intimidation. Rolling intimidation. I think I succeed. Okay, success by three. He gets a roll to resist. Okay. Uh, okay, interesting. Um, give me a focus check, and either way, give me your intimidation. Okay. Uh, focus check first. I'm good. You're good on your focus check, and give me your give me your intimidation. Okay. Listen, you. Crazy ass freaking druggie in a basement that is going to just 
burst into flames soon. And I want to get the fuck out of here with all your little dogs and your crazy ass little like mannequins and shit. If you do not tell me how to get the fuck out of this fisherman warehouse, whatever it is, I am going to go and pick up a piece of cement and smash your head into a pulp. In Guy Pierce's mouth <laughs> would strike fear. Trust me, folks, that would strike fear into all. That of was you. scary, Paulo. Uh, You're saying my performance yeah. wasn't scary. <laughs> oh, I was frightened. But just now imagine <laughs> Guy Pierce delivering that. Oh my God, it's three you know, times. Your performance, I would say, you know, it's on the button, but with, with Guy Pierce's <laughs> striking eyes. Oh shit. And you know, maybe yeah, him yeah, making yeah. some motion towards an actual piece of cement that he sees. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, and his like confidence and his rolled back shoulders and his and his like steely muscles. Yeah, his steely muscles. He's ripped in this movie. He's so ripped. Anyway, and also his tattoos situation is frightening as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I completely forgot about tattoos. It's pretty dark in here anyway. <laughs> so he he panics back and shrieks, Michelangelo, sick him! Oh no! <laughs> and uh, Michelangelo uh, succeeds to to understand the command, and he is bursting forward rah, rah, towards you, big old dog bounding forward uh, and screams and falls to the side. This is dog's like, coming right at you. Ah, uh, this is the worst because I hate. Uh, I don't want to kick an animal. <laughs> oh yeah. See, the thing is, Leonard, I think, would be fine with kicking this animal. I just really don't want to do that. Well, you can you can absolutely fight to subdue an animal. Like that's that's a mm-hmm. valid course of action. Yeah, you don't have to inflict permanent harm on an animal in order to. Okay, Kirps has rules on attack to subdue. You know? Well, then, in that case, subduing and not injuring this animal because I love Michelangelo, um, and especially that his name is Michelangelo. I wish I had animal handling. I don't, though. Yeah, that would come in handy right now, but he does not. <laughs> yes, it would. Um, try and roll at default. I would. So he's moving towards you. You will get first initiative on this. As he's arriving to you, I'm going to give you a turn first. <sighs> would it be absolutely crazy to somehow roll body language to get this dog not to want to attack I, me? I'm going to I'm gonna make you take an animal handling at default, if that's what you're trying to do. Okay. Because that's what that's animal handling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's which animal it. handling at default is not the craziest thing you could do. Remember, there's the focus check rule that you can burn a focus check to give you a plus four on a roll. Ah, uh, but that would end my in my turn, that right? Would be the, that would be the end of your turn. Well, I'm not that selfless, Paulo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, fuck that dog. <laughs> no, wait, no, no. The dog's gonna be fine. If I can uh, play three <laughs> minutes longer, then I, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll st- I stab the dog. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> No. Can I torture Why? it for a few more minutes? Can I can I eat the dog? Do I get how, bonus minutes? How quickly could I eat the dog? Um is how close is the fire? Can I cook the dog on the fire? Can I make sausage out of the dog? Not a hot dog. Um <laughs> God damn it. Why? The lowest hanging fruit and it just was invisible to me. You know what they say? <laughs> Fill that in with something, Paul. They say we are little airy creatures. You no, know, they don't. They don't say that. Bubbles is the right answer. Bu- they say bubbles. And I know that they say bubbles. Um, okay. Right, so what you doing? I'm going to just go ahead and uh, use my brawling to subdue this creature without hurting it. Okay. My brawling's pretty high. I think I can, it, even if it's minuses, to not hurt the dog. So I think what you want is to grapple the dog. Yeah. That's a success. Yeah, I you, got it. You grapple the Plenty. dog. The dog gets a dodge. The dog does not dodge. Give me a focus check. Okay. On that turn of combat. Um, 
And that no, is it. Oh no. That was it. I should have burned the focus to make the dog my friend. <laughs> well, that was that was awesome. This has been a great run. You did a lot. A great run. I enjoyed that. Oh, and I was I really wanted to talk to Annie about our situation and like maybe find a way to get rid of Annie. <laughs> But well, you know, never got the chance. You accomplished a lot. You moved through this whole uh, scenario. You burned down a building. Oh, actually, no, that wasn't even you. That still was still in the still you. in the building. So who knows how that's going to help? The riddle, I'll say before before we drop you off, Mike. The oh, riddle God, was please. the the answer is vowels, and it's the same riddle I gave Jaws in Labyrinth. Ah, that's, no. that's why I used it. It was a reroll reference. Are you serious? Yeah. Ah. <laughs> That yep. makes me very sad. Well, it's fine because you gave us... <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty funny when Jaws, who was able to figure out the riddle, w- at first couldn't because she was like, but why is a vowel too? <laughs> but your answer of bubbles tops that in comedy value by a thousand. No. Oh, God. I can't believe it's so enshrined, though, that like now I, one, bad at riddles, two... Don't remember that episode of the film reroll. I mean, it was a thousand years ago. That was it our was so episode. long ago. I remember. I remember the the world dissolving around her as she walked back to reality. That yeah, was pretty. I cool. don't. I don't remember that. So um, sounds like you're way ahead of me. No, maybe that was the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Um, All right, Tim. Okay, thank you, Tim. That was uh, amazing. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you go now. Okay. <laughs> Daniel Kibblesmith is a television and comic book writer who has garnered four Emmy nominations for his work on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. In comics, his credits include Black Panther vs. Deadpool, Loki, and the upcoming New Warriors for Marvel. He is also the author of two picture books, Princess Dinosaur and Santa's Husband. This is Daniel's first time on The Reroll. Daniel, how are you doing? I'm doing really well. I'm excited. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Now, uh, have you seen the movie Memento? I have seen the movie Memento. Yes, I've seen it uh, Okay, good. shockingly recently. Uh, I don't remember what the circumstances were, but I've seen Memento mm. in the past three years. Yeah, you don't remember? The circumstances? I, I do not. I do. <laughs> I do not. I checked the drawer and there it was. <laughs> it's just like, oh, I'm watching Memento. What happened? Where am Surely I? Surely I, I wanted to do this or I wouldn't have put it Where's here. Where's this 400 pound man next to me? <laughs> so the last person left you in a bit of a pickle. Okay. I'll just warn you. Fair enough. Leonard comes to, as he always does, mid-word. He was just, he realizes he was saying something and suddenly he's like, where am I? What the heck is going on? In your right hand, you're holding what appears to be a chair leg that has kind of been used as an improvised torch. You're in a very dark room. The only source of light is in your hand. It's like a dungeony basement situation, dirty and grimy all around you. There's collapsed stairs behind you, and you appear to have just kind of dropped down without much sense of how to get back up. And not far in front of you is a young woman lying on the floor holding her ankle and she's looking at you and she says, which took long enough. <laughs> wow, I am I am full on mementoing. Okay, um, I'm going to do the, the classic memento thing and apologize uh, and uh, ask her, uh, are, uh, have I explained she my condition says, to you? Yes, yes, you've, yes, we've been... It's fine. It's fine. Let's just figure out how to 
get out of here. And she tries to stand and gingerly her, her right ankle has clearly been twisted up pretty gnarly. Okay. Uh, give me a perception check. All right. That's a 3d6. Yeah. All right. Rolls. Okay. I uh, got that's, a nine. That's a success. Oh, that's right. So, you can see uh, these. I don't need. I don't need to explain. I don't need to explain to the yeah, listener. Yeah, I, I can see your rolls. <laughs> I just got a nine, and that you can see it. So that's internet nerd magic. Uh, for the for the listener, if if it hasn't happened so far, GChat has built in dice rolling features, which we've discovered and been using for most people. So anyway, the room around you. There's collapsed stairs behind you that look like they led up to the first floor of whatever building you're in. The walls are incredibly filthy, like this basement has been not used for a, for a little bit, or at least not cared for. There is debris all around you. There's pieces of broken down furniture and piles of old, mostly rotted newspapers. There are three doors to the room. One of them is closed to your left. In front of you, is an open doorway. It's it's a little too dark. The light doesn't really shine far enough in that you can see into the rooms. But you can hear, success by two, you can hear the sounds of dimly like guitar music echoing down from ahead of you. And to your right, there's another door. And this one uh, is right next to you. And you can you can hear clearly the, the sounds of kind of trickling and running water to your right. Okay, so... And above you, it's about... 12 or 15 feet up to the next floor. The stairs have collapsed, but there's still some rusty structure there that used to support them. Okay, so I could possibly pull myself back out, but uh, based on the person's reaction, assuming that they're not taking advantage of my condition, they seem to be somebody who was waiting for me to come down, possibly helping them. I'm going to I'm going to ask, were you injured when the stairs collapsed? Yes, yes. I, I fell through and landed right on this ankle and it's really really hurts so i could appreciate us getting out of here unless there's something you need to do down here i don't know you didn't tell me why we were coming here oh no that was a really big mistake on my part uh okay um i think that we should investigate the source of the faint guitar music ahead of us uh do you think you could walk if i if i helped you up yeah yeah i can get around i I'll hop. It would be better if, if you supported me. Okay, I, I help this person. I help this person walk, uh, assuming that they look genuinely vulnerable. Okay, she puts her arm around your shoulder, and, uh, and she... do they? They don't appear to be armed or anything. No, she's a she's a pretty young woman. About you'd, you'd guess around twenty four, maybe. Uh, she looks pretty darn non threatening. She's in a sundress, clearly not dressed for the occasion. Her hair is in a ponytail. Okay. The ponytail was what I needed to establish trust. Uh, we will, I will help her. I will help. Uh, I would say, okay, uh, let's go, let's go check out the source of that guitar music sound. Uh, I'll bring my improvised table leg torch. Okay. Uh, and we'll hop, we'll hop along for a minute. Yeah. Now that you think about it, you feel pretty messed up as well. Your left ankle is a little tender. Like you tweaked it. There's a nasty aching pain in your shoulder and your pinky finger is wrapped up in a big bandage and whatever happened there, it stings pretty bad. Okay. It seems like I, it seems like I fell down the same stairs or took a beating earlier. I'm having a bad memento day. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, I uh, I say uh, I ask her. Hey, do do you want to go? Let's let's go check out the source of that that faint guitar music. Let's see what that's all about. Okay. 
She looks up at you wide-eyed and nervous, and you lead her forward through the open door. It's a metal door slightly off its hinge, and as you step through, you have to stoop slightly, so it's not really a full-size door. And as you walk inside, you see a small, strange-looking chamber with a big pit in the middle of it, filled with, like, refuse and dust and gunk, and a big lever on the far wall, and on that side there's a similar small door with music coming in a little louder now. Uh, The ceiling at the edges is only about six feet high, but it gets higher towards the middle with a big chain hanging down over the pit. Oh, very scary. And there's a hint of daylight in the center, and now you put two and two together. that This was the bottom of an old trash chute, and the pit is a compactor. It's probably long disabled, but Still, you don't want to step into it, for one, because it looks disgusting in there. Uh, Luckily, there's a narrow ledge that you can walk around the edge of the room, and the girl next to you clutches at your arm and asks you, we're going to try and cross that? Okay, uh, real quick, lady, forgive me. What is your name again? It's Anne. Anne, okay. Anne. But you've been calling me Annie, which I kind of like. All right, well, that sounds like that sounds like a different Leonard's problem. Anne, let me let me uh, <laughs> let, me, let me ask you a question. Anne, are you uh, are you uh, capable of of getting across getting across this garbage uh, compactor path uh, to the the source of the faint music? I'll try. Okay. Does this seem like does this seem like a physical feat that I'm confident I can accomplish? Helping her across. Uh, this obstacle to the source of the music. So I'll say that you are going to be crossing on a regular old dex check. If you want to aid her, then you will take a minus two to your dex to give her hmm. a bonus. I think I got to risk it. She seems like a nice person. Okay. Uh, let's help. Let's help Anne. Let's help Anne across the garbage chute towards the sound of the music. Okay. So you're helping Anne across the garbage chute. Uh, she takes the table leg torch from you so you can use your arm to support her weight. Uh, give me a dex minus two. All right. And I got a 12. That, I believe, is a failure. Yes, oh, that's no. a fail. Do we fall to our deaths? So, first of all, give me a focus check for your roll. <laughs> all right. Leaving him in suspense. That's a success. You're still good there. That's a success. All right. Okay. So, what happens is that you start to step across, sidling along the wall on the narrow ledge, holding up Annie with your left hand. And as you turn the corner and try and sidle to the opposite side of the wall you take a bad step and you fall forward and you bring annie with you and now both of you will take dex rolls to try and hang on to the ledge to not fall way down into the old garbage compactor annie succeeds all right and you Uh, fail badly and i fail badly (laughs) and give me another focus check (laughs) all right just a moment And that is a failure. So that is your first that is also failed focus check. <laughs> so I failed. I failed the dexterity check on my way across the garbage chute, and also my focus check on the way down. Yeah. Okay. Wow. I am very bad at being memento guy. <laughs> <laughs> you fall face forward into <laughs> the open garbage compactor. You Woo! splat into probably years-old untended garbage that has long rotted and dried out. It smells nasty, and it, like, unfolds into a powdery puff when you plop into it. You luck out. You don't take damage from the fall. However, 
Uh, okay, so when you fall in, you feel something snap under you. Something had wedged the compactor shut years ago, and that thing just broke under your fall, and suddenly you hear oh, grinding, no. and the machine starts to whir to life. Uh, as you get up, you also catch a glimpse of what you think was a thick wad of money that you feel slip out of your back pocket and falls somewhere in the waist-deep muck. Now, you have a quick decision to make. You don't know how many turns you're going to get before this thing gets moving, if it gets moving. So sitting around searching for the money might be a bad idea. I'm going to uh, run. But you see there is a panel with buttons right next to you on the machine itself. So you can try to stop it there to prevent it closing where you are. Or you can just try to climb out before it closes. Or you can do whatever you want. But those are the two obvious options that are Yeah, I'm going to go with the obvious choice B and try to get out of there before I get crushed in the garbage compactor. Okay. Is Anne clear of the garbage compactor standing above it? Well, so Anne fell but then caught herself. And she rolled really well, so she was able to hold on to the improvised torch. She's hanging from the little ledge and her legs are just kicking at the top of the hydraulic press. (laughs) I I trust her to... Uh, get the the rest of the way, especially if I'm able to to help her. I'm going to go with a scurry. Okay, so you're scurrying up as fast as you can. Give me a climbing minus three. Uh, it's not that high a climb, but the walls are slick with old caked on oil, and crucially, you have an injured finger that makes climbing significantly harder. Uh, that is a success. So you scramble up and you just get out of the way as the creaking metal, the two big slab compactor walls, close beneath you with a ka-chunk, wow. spraying a dusting of powder-dry ancient trash into the air. And give me a focus check for that. Sure. You're good? And that's a pass. I got that. You got that. So I, I, I almost killed the memento guy. Like, you would not have been able to continue to do the program after this. Yeah, that could have been it. <laughs> is that is Yeah, that we were really, we, I mean. You would have had to have moved to another to another. Your climbing film. score was pretty good, but, you know, I think <laughs> if you'd failed that. You're being really reckless with a shared character. <laughs> hey, he's had a good run. Someone's got to close the book on this one. He doesn't know. He doesn't remember. Might as well be unpoetically crushed in a garbage chute. That's how historically most of my RPG characters have died. <laughs> It's inevitable. Star Wars to death? Yes. <laughs> Very common. But so anyway, you've scrambled back up to the narrow ledge and you're on your hands and knees just next to Anne, who's just hanging from it still, just having lifted her legs to avoid having her feet caught in the compactor. Okay, I would like to assist Anne. She and... looks up at you and says, nice move, you're like a cat. Okay, hey, Anne, first of all, I would like to apologize for activating a very old garbage crushing machine and and nearly dying. I think that that uh, would have... Happens to the best of us. Oh, thank you. That's very nice of you. You don't have to. You don't have to let me off the hook like that. But I appreciate it. I was just trying to be brave. I. It didn't look safe at all. Wow, you. That is uh, uh, great. I feel like you and I are in fairly good company at the moment. Yeah, I think we're a good team. Yeah, just a couple of just real reckless jackasses. <laughs> okay. She laughs. Oh, good. She seems chuffed at your sidelong compliment. Good. 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 This is going good. Uh, I've got an ally here. Um, okay, so Anne, here is my plan. We are going to keep pursuing the sound of the guitar music, and uh, we are uh, going to avoid falling into more heavy machinery. Does that sound okay with you? That sounds great. 
Okay. Could you help me up first? Yes. Uh, so I help up. Uh, I help up Anne out of uh, the garbage crusher. So give me a strength plus two just to pull her up, but also a dex not to fall back down when you. So the strength plus two, you're good. All right. And now give me a dex to 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 get leverage on that tiny little ledge to pull her up. Got it. I got a twelve, and my dexterity is ten. Uh, so that is a failure. Okay. <laughs> you slide off the ledge and you fall back down. Now the, the I've spent so much of this game in the garbage machine. <laughs> Just what a waste of everyone's time. <laughs> okay. So the garbage compactor slabs are currently closed, so you can't land between them. Okay. Uh, so it's got two big slabs that crush the garbage, and each is pushed by a big hydraulic shaft. You land with a thunk against one of those shafts between the machine and the back of the right side slab. So if the machine opens again, you might be in danger. Um, Anne rolls well on decks, and she keeps her feet. She's crouched on the ledge above you, still holding that chair leg torch. Do they appear to be retracting, or do we have an indefinite give amount me of a, time? Well, first of all, give me a focus check on that previous right. maneuver, and then give me a perception check on this new scenario. Right, focus check. You're good on the focus. Okay, so for your strong perception, success by four perception, yes. you notice that there's a small vent down here that the grate has long fallen off of. It wasn't visible when the compressor was open because it was behind one of the compactor arms. And it's it's in the ground at your feet and it leads off to the left. So it's not the direction of the music. Uh, and it's below the regular ground level of the basement. You have no idea where it leads, but it will save you needing to make another difficult climbing roll to get out of the compactor. So it takes you out of immediate danger. Okay. Uh, I'm going to uh, let my my real-life claustrophobia veto the grate and make another climbing roll. Nice, say, okay. And we're going to get out of the garbage machine. And we're going to find the source of that music, okay. which is so far the only goal that I've developed as an amnesiac hunting the killer of my wife, probably. I like music. See, we're on the same page. All right, so give me a climbing minus three to get yourself back up on the narrow ledge. Great. Okay. And that's a success. All right. And give me a focus check for that maneuver. All right. Ooh, not good. It's <laughs> a failure. Not good. You are now on your last focus check, which means you are at a minus two. Okay. And that's, so the end, that's the end of my turn, correct? If I fail the final focus check. that is. If you fail the next one, yeah. I lapse into my memento condition. Yeah. Let's, let's make sure that your turn isn't entirely the garbage chute turn. I'm going to try really hard. All right. Uh, if I'm out of the garbage chute, I'm going to, to, to proceed toward the door with the torch. And I'll, I'll bravely lead the way. Uh, to, to help the hurt person. Okay, she gives you back the torch and she holds onto your shoulder for support, leaning lightly on you. You two again have to stoop to get through the next doorway and step into what is a large room. Here, immediately to your left, you see this big metal machine, a, a sort of cylinder that sticks out of the wall, possibly the engine of the compactor. A panel in it is open and there are tools laid out beside it. There are, here again, chains that hang down through spaces in the slats on the low ceiling. And in the center of the room, there's a large bowl lying on the floor, and it's catching water that drips down from one of the chains. And weirdly, there's a little papier-mâché doll posed like it's drinking from the bowl. 
you now see behind it is the source of the music. There's a small radio, like a battery-operated Sony thing from the 40s. I mean, I mean from the 80s, not from the 40s. Got it's it. not like a Victorola. Right. It's happily it's... playing happy trails to you until we meet again. Happy trails to you. It's echoing strangely around the room. You see on the far wall, there's what looks like a piece of wall art. It's colorful and sort of geometrical, but it's hard to see in the dim torchlight. There are two exits ahead of you in this room, one on your left and the other one on the far wall to the right of the painting. The one on the right has graffiti all around it, warning you off. It says, stay out and dwelling of the king. And ominously, the future is not yours to know. Wow. Man, I don't know. I, I... There are no such warnings on the left side door. Got it. Um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn to Anne. I'm say Anne. Uh, let me let me. First of all, I apologize for following uh, a radio uh, here. Uh, this was not worth it so far, uh, and this is definitely on me and my memento condition. It's a catchy name for it. I like that. Yeah. Is that is that the technical term? Oh, I don't remember. But fair enough. Uh, I do have it, and it affects my life dramatically and uh, the lives of the people around me. So, uh, sorry for this wild goose chase through the garbage chute uh, to discover a radio. I do have a question. Well, I thought it was exciting. Well, that's nice. I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Okay, this is going. This is going better than. Let me let me put it this way. You are being more generous than I would be in your position. She blushes and says, "Yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm just pretty nice." Also, you saved my life, so I kind of owe you. Oh, phenomenal. Okay, great, great, great. Uh, I feel like I have way more social leverage. Do you know anything about the king uh, and the warning sign in front of us? Do you know what the that's in reference to? We're in an old abandoned building in like Glendale. I yeah no oh, I Glendale. don't Glendale. This could be know. anything. Oh, this is a nightmare. Okay, if I went in there to kind of scope out what the deal with the king was, would you want to come or do you want to stay out here where it's maybe probably safer? She goes slightly red and she says. No, I'm brave. I'll, I'll come, and you can tell that she's not fully brave, but she's she's being brave. Right on. Let's play along with that. Uh, okay, great. You're a trooper. We're gonna go find out what the deal with the king is. I've got a torch and a table leg. I'm Guy Pierce. I'm ripped. I feel confidence in this encounter. We're going to full steam ahead towards the sign with the the door with the warning sign. Okay, I'll follow you to the end. You step through the door with a warning sign, and as you step through, you see the original wood door has fallen off its hinges, and it's leaned diagonally in the entrance. You have to step over it, and you step into... Uh, well, give me a perception check on this room. All right. And this is fine. Everything's cool. This dude, the king, is a million percent dead. I'm not worried about what is happening at all. Uh, good roll on your perception. What you see as you walk in appear to be colored strands at various angles from the ceiling to the floor. They're dense, so you can't even see very far into the room. And as you look at them more closely for your good perception, you see that they are actually just paper mache strands that have been made and attached to the floor and ceiling somewhat theatrically. And for your very good success perception, you can see that there is a bit of light to your left. Mm. So you can try mm. and make your way to mm. that. To your right and center, you're not sure because the, the dense forest of paper mache rainbow lines kind of 
blocks mm. your vision. Mm. And does any of this look familiar to you? Do, you? do you know what's going on here? You know what? This is about the least familiar thing I've ever seen. I feel like I'm in a high school art project and I don't like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like some English teacher got a little overzealous prepping her classroom for I don't know what book. Gravity's Rainbow? Maybe that's a clue. I don't know what I'm talking about. Hmm. Oh my God, what if they're a huge fan of Gravity's Rainbow? I don't think I could face them. Your 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 use of the word clue is is helpful in a frustrating way. Uh, so, so so this being here reminds you of like a high school English teacher teaching like a particular book, like a book that if I connected the visuals to it, it might be. Uh, like illuminating in some regard. I feel like you think you're talking to God, but you're actually talking to a young woman next to you. Yeah, I, I know, but I've got a condition. All right, Anne. Yeah, I know. Uh, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave Pipe Cleaner Forest, and we're gonna go towards the source of the light. Okay, let's push. Let's through. do it. All right. So I need two rolls from you. Okay. One is to navigate the forest and i'll just give you an iq plus four just to to make your way through because you're good perception you can see the light and it's not that hard to push your way through however give me a uh dex minus one to keep your torch free of all the lines of paper mache oh wow that's much harder okay here we go i I think I just made it. Uh, oh no no minus one. It's it's uh, a narrow failure, right? Dexterity. Oh, yeah yeah. Dexterity right. ten. Yeah yeah. I just I just missed it. So uh, and give me a focus check for that okay. as well. Because I'm probably freaking out because I just set a set a fire. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> that's it. And that's the game. You so lighting have, the building on fire is a problem for the next guy. I have trapped an injured woman in a burning room. <laughs> I think you're nailing it. I think you're really nailing it. Yay, we did it, Memento. Well, that was uh, awesome. Sorry, it was such a short chapter. You, <laughs> no, 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 uh, no, no. It's, pretty... it's totally okay. I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could play and and uh, participate in the show. That was a ton of fun. Thank you, uh, thank you for taking the 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 big leap. You know, into the garbage. <laughs> like you really went the big there. leap into the garbage. You that's really dived. The, that's what your listeners want from this show. I, I assume. <laughs> Is somebody uh, diving headfirst into dusty garbage? You know, we we know what sells yeah. on the reroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I can, I'm glad I can lean into it. Thank you for being Leonard. I uh, yeah, no, thanks for having me. This is becoming a, slowly a a beautiful quilt of a character passed down from generation to generation, and uh, yours has a beautiful patch with a, a narrow escape from a garbage compactor, and that's. That'll be your little that's right. little patch. That's my that's my tattoo on his body is stay away from garbage compactors. <laughs> it's good advice. Well, thank you, Daniel. So fun playing with you. <laughs> thank you for having and, me. I uh, appreciate we'll, uh, it. We'll we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. And we'll, yeah. Good we'll, luck. Uh, good luck to the next sucker. <laughs> yeah. Well, the audience already the heard the next room. sucker. Oh. Oh. Okay. Well. Good yeah. for good for them. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope man. they're okay. <laughs> audience tell us because we don't know yeah the uh, the audience knows everything that i don't know and i know everything the audience doesn't know that's the weird thing about running it backwards that's such a that's such a hilarious construction that's magnificent uh well great job this is this is really ambitious and really really fun and cool i look forward to yeah i look forward to hearing it all string together awesome john miller is my friend from college 
He has no theatrical credits that he will admit to. However, he is the person that introduced me to RPGs and to this day, our most experienced player. He is a founding member of the film Reroll. How you doing, John? I'm, I'm doing okay. I don't know. How, how am I doing? I don't remember anything. Well, you have a much kinder intro than a lot of other players, I will say. Oh, that's nice. He was the, the first person to give uh, Leonard some sleep, which was much needed. And as such, you are going to start by rolling to resist your nightmares. Oh, great. Uh, I think I have, oh, a, a resist on a 12. Uh, that is an eight. So, okay. Yes, I resist my nightmares. All right. Well, so then we don't have a fun dream sequence. That's cool. Um, <laughs> well, it's a resist on a 12. That's quite awesome. Yeah, no, I, I agree. In the movie, we don't see him have a ton of nightmares, so we couldn't okay. give him more than that. So you resist nightmares, and you have a very nice night of sleep. Uh, Leonard really needed that night, so it's it's really, that's that's pretty key. Am I, am I was I feeling a little rundown? You were feeling more than a little rundown by the end there, so... Do I, so do I have a sense of like, do I have all my HP? You definitely do not have all your HP, but you're not even aware of that right now. You're Right now you're dreaming, you're remembering, you're having a nice dream with you and Catherine having a picnic, oh, that's wonderful. you know, long before it all happened. And then you feel Catherine's poking your face, just like poking you straight on the nose. Just that's, poke, don't do that. Poke. Don't do that. It's weird. Why is she in a picnic poking you in the nose? Don't do that. And then your <sighs> eyes open and... And you see someone, and it's it's not Catherine, but it looks a little bit like her, maybe, if you squint. It's a pretty young brunette in her 20s. Uh, she's Catherine? on no. a bed. You're not Catherine. She's looking at you in the face, watching you wake up. She says, are you awake? Are you awake yeah, now? Yeah, I'm awake. Who are you? Sorry, it's almost four, and I, I know you were tired, so I let you sleep, but you slept all day. Where am I? Who are you? You don't remember? <sighs> Honey, have we met? You you really don't remember. I have a condition. Uh, it's an uh, ongoing inability to process new memories. I don't form new memories. I know. I know you told me, but I didn't. I don't know. I guess I didn't really believe it. Um, okay, quick. What's my name? Can I can I roll to remember her name? <laughs> sure, roll IQ. Like All right, here we go. No, I mean. You don't remember shit. No, I don't remember shit. <sighs> How do I feel? Not great. Your finger stings like crazy. Your shoulder aches. Something like fierce. sprained muscle hurt, or like like you look down and there's know. a big bandage there. Oh, and what the heck? And the bandage is slightly soaked through with dried blood. Oh shit! What happened here? You really don't remember. I I try and get off the bed. This this woman is not helpful. You get up out of bed. You see, you're in a slightly rundown hotel room. The woman bounces up and down on the bed with excitement. You don't remember a thing. You're like a superhero. It's amazing. Yeah, sure. Superhero. Do you have a name? Yes, I'm Anne. Anne. And you're Leonard. Yeah, I'm Leonard. She sits on the bed kind of looking at you in in slight awe. And then she remembers herself and gets up and she says, Okay, so I took the liberty of getting some money from your wallet to get us breakfast. And uh, fresh clothes, because we definitely needed those. She points to the table where she has laid out a nice little breakfast. You're very hungry. What am I wearing? Currently, you're wearing like a white silk linen shirt and white silk linen pants. Is this my style? Um, I mean, not prior to your injury, that's for sure. Well, my style hasn't changed since my injury. 
What are these like pajamas or are these like spa clothes? They look kind of halfway between pajama and spa clothes. They're a, they're a little bit too hardy to be real pajamas, but they they yeah, kind of like spa clothes. What the hell is this? All right, I need the food. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tuck in just as fast as I can. And uh, she points to her the little yellow sundress that she's wearing, and she says, "Do you like it? I got it nearby. Do I like it? it looks nice. It's fine. It's fine." I'm sorry, Anne. Maybe I'm getting off on the wrong foot. How do we know each other? As I as I eat. Well, uh, you saved my life, and then you asked me to be your assistant that's... and be your memory while you avenge the death of your wife. Well, that's very nice of me, and and very nice of you. How are we doing so far? Well, we haven't really started, but I took your notes that you gave me and took the liberty of looking up the location of the map you gave me. She hands you a map that has an area on it circled and a note that is in your handwriting that says, small guy Casey's map, ask Teddy. I found out that it's kind of a rough area downtown. It's a Chinatown. Nothing special about it. I looked up the old wharf and she hands you a receipt for a dry cleaner that has written on it, scrawled down, not in your handwriting. You must return to the old wharf. Watch out for the guy in the tank top. He already shot you. Long live Jordan the fisherman. Who's Casey? Who's, who's Teddy? You don't know. I'm asking Anne. Are you asking Anne. her? She says, I don't know. You didn't tell me that. And how long have you been with me? Since last night. Oh, geez. Okay. Well... Let's go avenge my wife. I looked up the term Old Wharf, and I wasn't super clear on where it might be, but I found a list of all the wharfs in the general Los Angeles area and sorted them by when they were founded, so we can just go up the list. We could. This is a receipt? Yeah. It's written on a receipt for dry cleaning. Ah, uh, but this is the hand, it's on the back of a dry cleaning receipt, just says yeah. the Old Wharf. It says the Old Wharf? Or just, you must return to Old Wharf. It says, you must return to the Old Wharf. Capitalized O and W? No. I, do I, I, do I, I don't recognize the handwriting, I assume. You do not recognize the handwriting, no. And do you know who wrote this note? No, you just gave them to me last night. Just these? Yeah, that's all you had. Just like this? Yep. All right. Well, um, I trust my own handwriting more than I trust somebody else's. Let's think about this area that's circled on the map. Okay. Well... Do you want to go check it out? Sure. Is that nearby where we met? Rough part of town? No, different rough You ever been to this area? Mm, I don't think so. How much of this map is circled? It's like a single block inside of a little like dead end street. Do we have a car, Anne? Yeah, we're in your car. Great. How far away is this from here? I don't know, like half hour drive. Depending on traffic, could be an hour. All right. Let's see if we can't make our way there what else did we have with us just your car we kind of escaped okay barely so whatever's in your car i don't know all right know. well this is the best we have here so let's let's do that okay so you uh finish up your dinner unless you have another suggestion and your breakfast i don't know you just told me you wanted to avenge your dead wife i didn't i don't know who killed her yeah neither do i but we're gonna figure it out together right in yeah that's the spirit. She looks very excited. That's the spirit. She suddenly gets a little bit pensive and she says, what are you going to do after you've avenged her? Well, I don't know, Anne. 
That's a a problem for another day. Yeah. Problem for another day. Let's get moving. Okay. Let's see. What what kind of clothes did she buy for me? She bought you slacks, a nice polo t-shirt, a couple options, a dress shirt, a red polo shirt, and a uh, more casual kind of designer t-shirt. And she says, oh, by the way, uh, so I took the liberty of taking your wallet to get some money for cash and to use the library and for the clothes and food and stuff. Uh, But it's not your wallet. Oh? It's definitely not your wallet. It's, I don't know. I looked at the driver's license and it's some other guy. I Can I look at the wallet? Yeah. You look at the wallet and it's the, the wallet of a guy with a handlebar mustache named James Grants. James Grants. Yeah. All right. Does he look like a, does he look like a prick? He definitely looks like a prick. All right, then I don't mind that I'm using his money. Great. Let's, um, let's get out of here. All right. Uh, so what, what do you want to change into? Uh, I'm going to change, if we're headed to an area that's not as nice, uh, then I'm going to uh, dress as casually as I can. Okay. So the, uh, what, what do I, what do I look best in? I notice I have I have a handsome appearance. Yeah, I would say you probably look best in the in the red polo kind of. I look best. Plus, it doesn't show bloodstains. Let's do that. Yeah. So you're in the red polo with a with some khaki slacks. Oh yeah, good luck. And uh, she's in her little yellow sundress, and you check out of the hotel, and she navigates you towards the location. Great. Uh, I'm gonna just while we're in the car, I would like to be look at pouring over the map and the notes that I've got. These are literally the only two pieces of paper that we had in the room. What else is in the wallet? Can I search through the wallet? Yeah, you want to search through the wallet? You know, there's credit cards and driver's license. Phone numbers, anything like that? Business cards? Yeah, there's a note with a handwritten phone number labeled Camille. You see a couple business cards that just say grants and a phone number. There's a business card for a dentist and for a cake decorator. All these in this city? What city are we in? Los Angeles. Los Angeles. All right. Well, um, let's uh, let's head to this circle on the map, and uh, we'll see what happens when we get there. How far is the circle on the map from the coast? From the coast, maybe a 20, 30-minute drive. Okay. The old wharf sounds like the name of a bar or something. It's not an actual wharf. So where's the that's that's the question. Where's the where's there a bar called the old wharf? She says, Oh, I didn't even think of that. Well, I didn't do research and also I was at the library, so I don't think they have like a listing of bars, but we can find that out. Yeah, let's get a like a yellow pages or something. Okay, you wanna stop? They still make yellow pages. <laughs> so you're letting her drive? Yeah, I think it's better if she drives. Okay, she'll drive. Do I do I trust her? Do I do I have a can I like Roll something? Do I have a sense for Give me a roll. Yeah, give me a roll on on trying to trust Anne. What are you rolling? Yeah, that's a pretty good roll. What is, detect lies? What are you rolling? Uh, Yeah, detect lies. Yeah, she's... I would would roll like, you know, psychology or body language, but I don't have... She doesn't seem to be lying to you. She is nervous, skittish, a little bit too innocent to be mixed up in all of this. But she seems to be... She has a a strong degree of trust in you. Well, I, it, you know, I feel sorry for getting her mixed up in this, but um, I need I need help. <laughs> I, yeah, I can't do this on my own. So uh, she's it. Sorry, Anne. Um, I, I I try and smile at her reassuringly, and I and I say, "Thank you for your help, Anne. I I can't do this alone." She blushes and says, oh, "Of course, I'm I'm happy to help." And, I mean, I know you said that she'd be safe. I trust you, but when we're done avenging your 
Wife, can we go and find my sister? Absolutely. Of course. Thank you. She smiles and redoubles her efforts. You'll probably have to remind me about it, though, Anne. Okay, I will. <laughs> All right. And that's how you build a rapport. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's, let's get going. Okay. So the drive goes by. Give me a, uh, give me a waiting roll. So that's going to be a uh, focus check minus three. Minus, at minus three. Yeah, anytime that you're waiting a significant amount of time, which as you Shit. are. Um, okay. Well, that's it. You failed? <laughs> so much. That's it for my turn. Oh, that's a crit failure. Yes, it is. Uh, that, that's <laughs> not the end of your turn, though, because uh, you had crit failure means two focus checks losses. Oh, fuck. But you still have one left. And how many do I get? You get three, three total. in total. So that's unfortunate, but you're still you're still hanging on. All right. Yikes. Okay, well, this is going to be a quick one. <laughs> That's really unfortunate. <laughs> First roll is a All crit right. fail focus check. Ouch. Okay. Uh, okay. So you arrive at the area that... Well, the scenery is lovely, LA, this time of year, whatever time of year it is. I don't, yeah, I don't know you find yourself is. kind of like just gazing out the window and pondering, and then for a second you're like, wait, what's going on? And then you like you lock in, but you're like, woof, almost lost myself there. Yeah, it was close. For a minute there, I lost myself. Yes. <laughs> almost. Almost. So yeah. So you arrive in a kind of dank-looking Chinatown area, very run-down, and she pulls down a alleyway that is a dead end, and it, here it is very empty. And you see a few dead neon signs on either side, barricaded doors, and at the end of the block, the area that is circled is just a storefront in Chinese that is closed off. And there's there's several storefronts side by side. All of them are closed off and, and seemingly empty looking. All right. And this is a dead end. It's a dead end. Okay. I'm going to get out of the car. I want Anne to turn the car around so that we can hightail it out of this dead end if we need to. We're going to do this like a half a block away from the storefront. And uh, I'm going to walk up to the storefront and go take a look. Uh, can I can I roll like streetwise or something? How how do how do I how does this alleyway feel to me? Sure, give me a streetwise roll. Uh, that is on the button. On the button, something doesn't quite feel right to you, and you can't put your finger on why. Hmm. It's quiet, too quiet, kind of a situation. It's circled on a map. So let's investigate. Right, and Anne is coming with you, or are you leaving her in the car? No, I want Anne in the wheel. Okay. I'm going to get out of the car like half a block away from this thing and tell Anne to turn around so that she's nosing out of the alleyway. She's pointed out ah. of the alleyway. Keep the engine warm. I'll signal for her if I need her. Okay. But I'm going to go check it out by myself. Okay. So you do that, and you walk down. Keep a lookout, Anne. And go to the end of the block, the area that was actually circled, and give me a... Um, oh, did you give me a focus check on that streetwise? Sorry. Why do I need... I need a focus check on a streetwise? You need a focus check every time you roll. On every roll. Oh, this is yeah. not... This is going to be a very quick... All right. That's, that's a success. That's a success. Um, yeah, I guess the... Or so your success on the button streetwise isn't going to give you any more, but if yeah. you want to, once you're up close, give me a perception roll. I was going to give her, I was going to give you a uh, insurance investigator roll. Oh, sure. I'd like yeah. to, I'd like to... I like it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I look at these things. Yeah, that's a success by one. All right. These guys filled out a claim. So what was a few things jump out at you in terms of where this is in the city if these were actually dead businesses, they would have been bought up. The location's too good. Hmm. And there's a few things about how they're set up that just, there's no safe means of egress. If they were actually 
rundown small businesses, the city would have told them like, you, you can't build businesses here. There's no through way for traffic. Like you couldn't have built them that way. Not up to code. It's not up to code. Yeah. There's a lot of things about it that are not up to code. Yeah. Maybe if you're saying like, it's a dead business, it's been dead for like 30 years. Sure. But the street's not dirty. Like someone's been maintaining the area. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit purposely constructed. Interesting. I think it's a- like, is this a, like a, it's LA, is this a set? That's, it could be. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, poke around the uh, front of the uh, boarded up business and maybe uh, uh, try and get inside. Okay. The, the, the one that's circled. Yeah. I got a photo. I got a camera, right? Uh, you do not. I do not have a camera. Yikes. Okay. So you're snooping around. You're kind of checking the door. Yeah. And as you're doing that, there's like a little panel that opens up. You are delivery. A deep voice suddenly talks to you, and you see a pair of eyes looking at you hey. through the slot. Looking for Teddy. Not Teddy here. Or Casey, either one. There is no Casey here either. Who are you, my friend? Uh, can I can I roll streetwise to try and like talk my way in here? Sure. Give me a streetwise roll. He seems like a sort of a streetwise kind of guy. Yeah. Nah. That's a failure. Nah. <laughs> That's a failure. Give me a focus check. All right, you're good. Yeah, it's a success. Okay. Look, all I know is Casey says I should come here ask for Teddy. You have a wrong address. Try next block over. Uh, and the little... I don't think I have the wrong closes. address. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, let's go uh, ask about this place around the corner. I'm going to um, walk down past the car and uh, tap on the window and, and uh, get in to drive around the corner. We're going to go find like a bodega or a, a something, a lot of through traffic store that sees a lot of, a lot of in and out. Yeah. Bodega would be ideal, quick service, yeah. something like that. There's a bodega that suits that description. You go inside. There's a small window where a, an old Chinese teller is selling common grocery goods to locals who trundle out with full bags of groceries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to, uh, just be charming to this guy. I, I know I, I have a I have a a nice uh, appearance modifier, so I'd like to walk up and I'm you know I'm wearing a nice shirt, and I'd like to just say hi to this guy, and uh, I want to ask him what's up with the alleyway. At your mention of that alleyway, mm-hmm. he shakes his head. No, 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 no. I paid. I paid. And he closes the window. Ah, okay, sure. So this is like gang activity, mob fronty stuff. All right, I I see. I see. And as you're doing that, a young man taps you on the shoulders. Aye. Short, cropped, brown hair. Mm-hmm. And he says, what the hell is your game? Uh, who are you? I don't think I'm supposed to be talking to you. James? Uh, is that you? Was that just a mad guess from you? <laughs> yeah. It's a name I happen to know. Is that his name? Do I see, does he react to it? <laughs> he reacts. He's like, yeah. Officer Donaldson, I don't recall giving you my first name. Look, straight up, do you actually work for the Gazarovs or not? The Gazarovs? Gazarovs. Everyone who walks up to the door on Saley Street wears black and knocks four times, too slow and too fast. My uh, colleagues seem sure that you were a Gazarov, and sure enough, you show up here, but you're the only one I've ever seen show up and not know what they're doing and not even recognize the doorman. James, can I call you James? I don't recognize anybody. It's Jamie. 
And what the hell does that mean? Nice to meet you, though. And I start heading for the door. Hey, hey, wait up. He starts following you out the door. We're not all crooked, you know. Sometimes I have to play along, but I'm actually trying to help. Jamie, do you know Casey? Casey? No, I don't know Casey. How about Teddy? Teddy. You were talking about a Teddy. Teddy? You do know Teddy? I don't think I've had the pleasure. Who's Teddy? Ah, all right. Well, thanks for your help, Jimmy. Will you listen a second? I'm just trying to tell you we're on the same side. You're not the only one with the guts to do what it takes. You know what I'm doing? You're you're trying to clean up this city. Oh, yeah? Are you not? If not, then what the hell was that all about back in Burbank? I want to find out who killed my wife. I see. Do you know that, James? Who's your wife? Was my wife, James. Was. You think the Gazaroffs killed Nice to meet you. And I get in the car, and I say to Anna, let's go. Yeah, he follows you right up to the car, and he I'm takes t- I'm a look inside. I'm hoping to just slip past, just like, and gone. Anne waves at him. All right, well, I let him follow me. I mean, I'm not, we're not, we're not, I'm not, Annie's not, I'm not trying to, to lose him. Uh, you know, he's going to have to go get his car, but we're, in the meanwhile, we're, uh, we're headed out. He doesn't seem to be making a motion to pursue, but as you get in, he looks at you curiously, and he offers a card, which he slips in the door as you get in. Anne reaches over and grabs the card, and then she looks at you curiously. What happened? It's a crime family. A risky business, knocking on the front door like that. And they didn't know any of the people that Map suggested. So, uh, let's come back later, maybe. Okay. Meanwhile, let's find that old wharf. I need a payphone. You still have payphones? Yeah. I need a, I need a yellow pages. All right. Yeah, you find, uh, she finds you a... A payphone with the yellow pages. And I'm going to look up the old wharf. Okay. Yeah. You find a listing for a bar. Not too far. It's over by the water. Well, that's where we're going. It's called the old wharf. I tell Annie we're going to this bar. Okay. I give her the address. And I tell her that the guy tailing us is a cop. And uh, let's just try and avoid him if we can. So don't break the speed limit? Well... Drive the way everybody in L.A. drives. Drive casual. He seemed like a nice enough guy. Name's James. But, uh, cops, well, I, my experience, they never help. She, uh, she slumps down into her seat and tries to affect a casual air while she drives. Yeah, that's it, Annie. Very casual. It's very casual? Okay, good. Casual. She starts humming sublime. Isn't it? Great. That sounds great. Okay. I like that. I like this girl. Oh, yeah. She's, she's a, she's a card. And a few minutes later, you guys pull up to a really beat up restaurant bar kind of situation. The note on the receipt says, long live Jason, Jake, who? Jordan. Jordan the fisherman? Yeah. Long live Jordan the fisherman. Okay. Passphrase, I don't know, something. I just have it in mind. Um, do I see anything like that? Any, anything, I'm looking for Casey, Teddy, Jordan, a fisherman. Uh, what do I see when I walk around? So yeah, when you walk up, you see a really dilapidated, you're about two blocks from the water. You're not far from the port of Los Angeles, which is the main like shipping area of Los Angeles. Sure. This is the rustiest of rusty nail bars with a jukebox currently playing Jolene. It's the full like peanut shell floor situation. There's about five old salt licks sitting, shooting the breeze at the bar and drinking mostly cheap whiskey and biting on pickles. Bartender there. Yeah. 
Bartender, bartender is like? grizzled old man, long white beard. Looks like a retired biker. Fair enough. I'd like to carousing. Walk up to somebody who's on their own, looks like a regular, the friendliest of the regulars, buy him around a shitty whiskey, take a shot with him, and cheers him by saying, long live Jordan the Fisherman. So give me a carousing roll and an accompanying focus check. Carousing fails, but succeeds with the modifier for buying people drinks. Yeah, yeah, I'll accept it. Uh, And the focus is, uh, yes, it's okay. Okay. And I'd like to be, keep, have my eyes open when I, when I say... Long live Jordan the Fisherman. I want to see if I catch anybody's, you know, reaction to it. Yeah. So they they cheers back. The whole bar is is enjoyed your random appearance and buying someone a drink. They definitely cheers back. A yay! Lo- long live Jordan the Fisherman. Jordan the Fisherman. And uh, you don't on on a neutral. You don't notice anything specific. If you want to give me something, some kind of a. It's presumably it's. I have observation, but it's the same as my perception. But yeah, no, I suppose I'm rolling observation. Oh, I do have body language. Um, yeah, uh, body, well, body language is also the same. It's all the same skill, but like that's that's what I would be rolling really. And that is a success by one. Okay, great. Everyone is kind of playing along, but the, um, the bartender kind of gives you a quizzical look and he wanders off. And meanwhile, the bar bar patrons are enjoyed your cheer. And after taking their shot and slamming down their glasses, the guy next to you says, "What's that? Who's Jordan the fisherman? Is that a friend of yours? Are you Jordan the fisherman?" "No, no, just an old salt." "Oh, you ain't no old salt, buddy. Jo- you got a lot of years and a lot of salt to do before you can call yourself no, an old Jordan's salt." "No, Jordan's the old salt, my friend Jordan." "Oh, Jordan's the old salt. Well, why isn't he here drinking with us? This is the capital of old salts in Los Angeles." "I'm sure." Uh, who's the bartender? Where'd he wander off to? Oh, just went to the back room, I assume. Hey, Kevin! Kevin! Hey, let me go check on him. I'll be back in just a second. I walk over to the back door and I sort of knock and, you know, knock on the the sill for the benefit of everybody watching and then just invite myself back. Sure, and you see him uh, handling boxes. Who said you could come back here? Hey, Kevin. Uh, didn't we, didn't we meet earlier? Just now when you walked into the bar... I've never seen you before. You're not exactly a face people forget. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that before. Listen, Kevin, who's Jordan? Jordan. Yeah. Jordan the fisherman, Will. In- You're the one who brought him up. Indulge me. Indulge me. See, I don't know if we mean the same Jordan, but I work at a homeless shelter and there's an old man named Jordan. He's always talking about going fishing, and one time he brought in some huge perch and tried to cook it up on the fryer in the back. He's got dark eyes and a big beard, mostly gone gray. If it's your guy, you wouldn't forget him, sharp as a tack one moment and then a thousand miles away the next moment. I haven't seen him in a few weeks. I work the shelter in Pasadena, but folks in the kitchen say he shows up at shelters all over the city. Yeah. Anywhere there's a free meal. You said he hadn't been in a few weeks. At least. Maybe months, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Well, I need to speak with him. <laughs> Why? Why in the world would you need to speak with that old loon? He's got something of mine. Hmm? He's a friend of a friend. I've been looking for him. Look, if he's in trouble just for my sake, leave the guy alone. His wife died a couple years ago. He just doesn't know what to do without her. Anyway, I don't know where he is. He hasn't been in Pasadena in a while. Although, you know, I think I know one place you might be able to find him. That's all I need. 
There's a building. They call it the Jewel of Rosemead. Folks at the shelter talked about squatting at the Jewel if they didn't have a roof. They told some wild stories about the place. Come here. I, I don't get too close, but... Come here, goddammit. <laughs> All right, I don't, I, yeah, I, I walk towards him. He writes down some directions on how to get there and hands you a note. I think that's right. It's apparently huge and old and condemned, so you can't miss it. Mm-hmm. Be careful. Some of the toughest guys at the shelter were nervous about going there. They got some, some stories. Thanks for your help, Kevin. No problem. I should get back to the bar. Hey, keep an eye out. If you see uh, Casey or Teddy, you tell them I was looking for him. Who should I tell them is looking? Name's Leonard. All right, Leonard. Tell Jordan we miss him down at the shelter. Hi. Good to meet you, Kevin. You too. All right, let's take. I take. I tell Anne what I just learned. And uh, uh, take her with me to go visit Jordan the Fisherman. Okay, so you head out. Annie drives you back north to the directions on the paper that Kevin gave you. Uh, give me a focus check, minus three for the weight on the journey. And I want to tell Annie what everything that I just heard in there, because she's now, she's like, you know, whoever whoever had Leonard before me sucks, but, but Annie, you know, now we've got Annie, so we're going to download to her as much as we can. Sure. She takes your wisdoms. Does she have like a, she needs a, a pad. She's got to, she's got to be taking notes. <laughs> we got to get you a, a steno pad. Do you know shorthand, Annie? So you drive up and Anne parks nearby. This is a rundown area and this building stands out. It's very old looking. It looks like it once had a sort of neo-Gothic style. It must've been once quite a beautiful structure, but now it looks like it's about to come down. It's foreboding for one thing, because it looks like it could legitimately collapse on top of you. Sure, but he's you know ancient and he hasn't been keeping up with the place. So let's take a look. You you walk up and the front door is kind of skew slightly off its hinges to the point that you can see that you can just kind of push it in. My, I, I knock, say, hey, Jordan. And you, you, your knock echoes. All right, let's investigate. I push my way in. Yeah, the door creaks open, hanging from a single hinge, and you see a completely torn up interior of a derelict building. What were once individual units on the side have been torn out. The floor is littered with drywall and stone. Newspaper and pornographic pamphlets are strewn Mm. about everywhere. You have to watch where you walk because there are several spots where the floor is literally missing and you could fall into the basement below. As you step inside, you see an old staircase to your right and under it stairs down. On your left, a hallway goes off to an old library where a raccoon pokes his head out and looks at you suspiciously. Ahead of you, the center of the building is an open plaza and light falls in from above. It has columns that have been hacked to pieces and now are just bare steel. The center of a plaza has a dead fountain with a statue of a ballerina who's missing her head. And in the far corner, as you walk in, you see past the plaza a pack of huddled figures who've lit a bonfire indoors and are hungrily roasting some poor animal on a spit over it. Well, let's go introduce ourselves and say hi. Yeah, you walk gingerly over there, making sure not to fall through any loose floorboards. Anne looks real nervous about getting too close to that group, and she hangs back and busies herself, poking her head into some of the doors that are closed along the right side of the building. As you get closer, some of the figures turn to look at you. 
I, I just see, like, I, I just, I, I have plus 12 to reactions because I'm handsome. So I'm just going to walk up and smile to everybody that I meet. <laughs> that's the, that's the plan. I have nothing else. There are five people around the fire. There's one younger guy in a dirty jacket, sort of dozing against the far wall, sunning himself under what used to be a window. There's a man in camo pants and what looks like a silky camisole top a camisole? tearing into a piece of meat. There's an old guy in a yellow raincoat sitting cross-legged humming to himself. There's an old woman in bags and furs and finally the guy turning a spit which has a fish on it who's gone gray and has no teeth and seems to be laughing at nothing at all. All right, and as I walk up, I say, hey, Jordan, you there? The man in the yellow raincoat looks up. Oh, Leonard, is that you? That is me. Good to see you again. Is it? I seem to remember you stole my fish. Well, seems like you got it back. Different fish, you ought to know that. Last one was a halibut. Also, you stole my anchor. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Don't think you understand boats, Leonard. There's no emergency brake like in your car. Without an anchor, a boat's like a leaf. It'll drift off. It's gone. No boat. Where'd it go? I don't know. It's probably in Japan by now. I don't speak Japanese. Neither do I, Leonard. But look, we can get you a new anchor. Why don't we get you a new anchor? Now you do that for me. Well, we can find you one, I'm sure. Listen... I got a note here says I had to get back to the old wharf and ask for you. Oh, no, you won't be finding me down at the wharf. Why I'll not? be doing my fishing in the river, thank you very much. Oh, yeah? Oh, that neighborhood's gone downhill. Why, just yesterday I found myself being used as a human shield while a maniac tried to shoot holes in poor old me. What sort? I swear I felt one of them whiz through my beard, one inch to the right, and that's the end of Jordan. Jordan never did nothing to nobody. Why, why they gotta shoot poor old Jordan? This guy with a gun, you shooting around, you wearing a tank top? I think so. Tank top guy. Yeah, I think he shot me. Oh, yeah. Your shoulder was bleeding out so nasty. I'm glad they stitched you up okay. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry about your anchor, and I'm sorry you were used as a human shield. That's not right. Well, in this world, things ain't always right. He shoves some more fish in his mouth, and the young guy against the wall starts to sing some song you don't recognize. Hey, Jordan, why, 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 why am I looking for you? That's very natural. Do you know? A lot of people looking for me. I'm a very likable individual. I'm quite handsome, at least uh-huh. according to my wife. I can tell. I'm very popular about town. And sometimes even on the ocean. But tell me, why am I looking for you? You sure do like to ask other people questions you should be asking yourself, don't you, Leonard? And you ask yourself the question, you should be asking God. Now, you took my fish. I am very sorry about that. I don't, I don't know where uh, your anchor or your fish no, is. No, I don't mean it like that. I mean, I gave you fish. There's more than one sense of the word fish, Leonard. And I gave you both, I suppose. Well, who's your friend? I wouldn't recommend you go poking around like that. This isn't a place you'd like to disturb the locals, unless you speak their language. Said, hey, Ann. Come meet Jordan. And traipses over to you nervously and stays behind you, doesn't get too close. Jordan eyes her for a minute and says, Well, look at you, ain't that you courting on little Annie Summer? That's sweet. I met my wife in church. And you don't have to look so scared. I ain't going to tell the reverend what you're up to unless you want me to. And sinks back, hiding behind your shoulder. And Jordan looks kind of shamed at her discomfort. He says, Did I offend you, my dear? Please, accept my apology. And he kind of waddles over and offers a very dead-looking carnation from his jacket, which she takes tentatively. Oh, isn't that sweet? Hey, Jordan, what happened at the old wharf? What, you know, 
what, 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 what went down there? Why did everybody start shooting? That's a strange line of inquiry coming from you. Are you trying to get me to snitch on someone? Oh, well, I'm not, I'm not the cops, Jordan. You can't snitch to me. Well, that's good to hear. Tell the truth, I ain't the cops neither. Yeah, so it's, we're just buddies. Chat. Well, that's nice to hear, Leonard, my friend. So what happened? Well, I went with a two-pound line, bit of greenie on the hook, waited Ooh. about an hour for the tide to come in, and I felt that sucker pull like he ain't eaten for a week. Gave him line, let him tire himself out, and drag him back on in. And I'm thinking on that butter and lemon sauce I was going to make when... Next thing I know, they're shooting you, and I'm running for my life. And then you and I took a nice little drive to get that shoulder of yours fixed. And oh. I tried to take you to get the rest of you fixed, which was bleeding worse than your shoulder. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Wh- wh- where was I coming from? Do you what know you where my place is? Leonard? You're coming from the wharf. Yeah, yeah, before the wharf, though. You know where my place is? Your place? I suppose I think, I think your place is here, if you want it to be. There's two places I take lost souls, and I already tried the first one. It ain't fancy here, but it's good, solid ground. If you're stuck in the penthouse and you want to learn how to live in the garden, here's the place to be. Hey, you want some fish? Can you show me where I stay? No, I can't show you, Leonard. you got to find some things yourself. If you need someone to show you, you're stuck in the penthouse. Maybe that's where you belong. You're a richer man than me, that's for sure. All right, I'm going to go check out the penthouse. Sure. Yeah, you pass some rickety stairs on the way in. Jordan, up there? Up where? Up the stairs. Oh, I ain't been up there. I'd watch out, though. It gets wild in here wherever the sunlight can't reach. I've seen things you couldn't imagine. Yeah. Sea beams? Go in the darkness? Oh, yeah. The Tannhauser right. Gate? That sounds right. <laughs> Tannhauser Gate. Uh, All right. I think that's in Santa Monica. <laughs> Yeah, down by the beach. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's 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 see if I actually am in the penthouse of this random tenement. Sure. So you head over to the stairs, and at this point has wandered over and is investigating the fountain in the middle of the courtyard. Well, come on, Anne. Jordan and I were just about to go check out what might be my spot. Oh, uh, your spot? You're gonna learn along with me, and let's go figure it out. Okay. So you head back towards the entrance and take a closer look at the rickety staircase that leads upstairs. Uh, There were once two grand staircases, but one of them has long collapsed, and the other one looks like it's about to. There are major chunks missing from it, and you see pieces that should be support that are hanging loosely. Now, I'm going to make you take a dex roll for every flight of stairs to walk on it lightly, and on any failed dex roll... The stairs take a roll to not collapse, with an increasing penalty for each failure. You can count at least six floors that you can see from here, so to get to the penthouse, that's going to be tricky. Uh, I will also let you forego the stairs altogether and just climb the structure itself, and for that I'll let you take a single climbing roll to get all the way up, but I'm going to give you a minus two because it's a long climb, and another minus three because of your fucked up finger. Well, uh... I'm going to try and get up there. Uh, Jordan's probably a little too... Uh, well, we leave Jordan here on the landing where it's safe. And you think you could get up there? Mm. You're light looking, light looking on your feet. You think it's safe? Nope. And I'm going to try and climb up. All right. Give me a climbing minus five. Now, your climbing is pretty good, so this is a tough but certainly doable roll. My climbing is great. Oh, <laughs> amazing climb. Yeah. 
and success by six. Give me an accompanying focus check. Well done. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're hanging on. After after my crit fail. Yeah, you're rolling Shit. well. Everything has been a bunch of nines for your for my, yeah, focus checks. Focuses, yeah. Well, after the 17. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it kind of changes the tone when you're on your last one. Well, look, that's why I'm just basically being pretty happy-go-lucky about it because uh, any roll could be my last, so I might as well just lean in. So you take one look at that grim-looking staircase and you just start climbing the beams next to it, which are actually properly attached to support. You get up a couple floors easily, and Anne suddenly gets uh, courage to climb the stairs, and she does not do great. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, no. So Anne, you, you all right? You see her take a few steps up, and the very first staircase collapses under her. Annie? And you hear a squeak and then a crash, and Anne disappears into a pile of rubble. Hey, Jordan, can you help my friend? Jordan waddles over, still working on a piece of fish, and goes to try and help. Well, thank you very much, Jordan. I can't get to her from up here. He calls up to you. I think she fell into the basement. All right. I guess I'm going to go investigate while uh, Jordan helps Annie. Because if I try and get back down there to help her, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run out of steam. Although, I really should go help her. No, I'm I'm obsessed and stubborn. I've got to I'm I've got to go. Right. I've you're gotta. climbing. You've found a support beam with nice easy holds where the rivets go in and you're climbing straight up. You All pass right. the second story which looks bombed out and empty. On the third story there's more rubble but similarly destroyed. You see a man lying on his side under a blanket, not moving, presumably sleeping. By the way, if you want to explore any of these floors, I'll let you do that on a flat climbing to jump over to the floor and you can still keep your good roll to get to the top once you're done. Fabulous. Uh, anyway, the fourth floor has high ceilings and it's extraordinarily dark. The windows here have been blacked out. You see some kind of movement and a couple pairs of reflective eyes like some kind of an animal. Uh, the fifth floor is in comparatively good nick and you can still see a lot of the structure of the rooms that were once here. Most of the doors and walls still standing. The style is elegant in a sort of marble and white painted wood kind of aesthetic. You see what looks like a piano sitting in the middle of an open area. Uh, and finally, after a long climb, unless you want to do anything in those floors, you arrive at the top, or at least the top floor that can be reached via the opening for this stairwell. Up here, most of the structures are still standing, and while it's messy, it hasn't really been torn out at all. The walls have a red velvety sort of feel, and there's a flowy, curtainy kind of aesthetic to everything the stair area is open and then there's a couple doors off this area it forms kind of an entrance way and then there's a hallway that leads off to more doors uh give me a perception or a search roll search is better all right give me a search roll and please succeed by four yeah that's by four success by four yeah exactly exactly by four that's an eight and a 12 i need a minute <laughs> are we are we back on track here leonard back on track I'm telling you, if you buy people drinks in the bar, that's the that's the key. You just, you know, if you buy enough people shots, eventually you get what you need. Okay, so you take your time searching, starting with this sort of lobby area. There's not much there of interest. There's a desk filled with old papers and glancing through them. It seems like mostly dates and names, some kind of an appointment calendar. There's a couple couches and some wall art. There's a very nice-looking marble statue like a bust. It looks authentic, and you wonder if you could sell it, but you're definitely not climbing down with that. 
you try the first of the doors and reach a somewhat lavish and very kitschy kind of bedroom with an old bed with an actual big tall canopy. There's a dresser filled with clothing, most of it intimate. The closet is similarly gauzy. You start to wonder what kind of a place this was. A brothel of some sort, yeah. Uh, For succeeding by at least two... You happen to check under the mattress and you find a wad of hundreds, five or ten thousand dollars, like, yep, rolled up. That's great. Stick that in the back pocket. You check the other door that was off the main lobby, and this room is more muted and dark. There's no window in this one, so it's hard to see. There's also a bed in here, but it's not as lavish, and there's also a sitting area, and there's a desk, and there you find some papers. It's too dark to read. You find some old coins. There's a box of cigars and some trinkets and what you think might be small jewelry case. And this room has several big paintings on the walls. Most of them are portraits. And one of them catches your eye. It's a dark portrait of a very severe looking man. And for your success by four on search, you notice it's a bit off and you touch it and you're able to turn it and look behind it and you find a little hidey hole like for an old That's safe. That's a quest item. Okay, let's go get but that. But the safe is rusted almost to the point of crumbling. Uh, you can give me a strength minus one to force it open. That's a success. Yeah, well done. So the safe crunches open and you're left standing with a whole door in your hand. And Inside the old safe you find a big stack of folded papers tied up with a little string. It's too dark to read, but you see they're all handwritten. They look like personal letters. And just as you're going to leave it be, you see a glint of light from the back of the empty safe. And you reach in and feel around and you feel something metal and cold. You pull it out and it's a small gold ring. Huh. Markings on the ring? It's a simple gold band. It's a simple gold band. Almost exactly like your wedding ring, but it shimmers oddly. It seems to gleam in the light even when you stand in darkness. Something about it draws you in. It calls to you. Is it my ring? No, you have that thought, but you look at your left hand and your wedding ring is there where it always is. Right, I am wearing my wedding band. And this is not that. It's a different ring. And now that you inspect the new ring more carefully, there's some kind of inscription on the inside, but you can't read it. All right, well, I guess it's going on the other hand. and You want to slip it on? Yeah. You put the ring on your finger. Does it fit me? Yeah, it fits perfectly. It feels good there. Shit. <laughs> How good? I mean, not that good, but it feels real good. <laughs> like, it, 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 it feels right, you know? Feels right? No. Do I, do I notice anything else? That's what you found for your search roll. You can spend some more time and go take a look at what was down the hallway. You haven't gone down there yet. All right. Uh, that was a success by four search roll. Um, if that's what I found, that's what I found. Oh, yeah. Sorry, you, uh, all, all you found was $10,000 in a gold ring. No, I, 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 unknown I, that's, provenance. that's fabulous. What I'm saying is I'm not going to keep searching. Okay, if, yeah. if, you know, you say that's, that's, you said that's what I found. I, that was a success by four. I feel good about that. I don't need to keep looking. Did uh, you give me focus checks for your search and strength rolls? <laughs> no. On the button. Oh, that is on the button. All right. You're still with us. Still with us. All right. And if you're done up here, you're going to need another climbing roll to get down. Uh, It's not quite as hard to climb down, so this is just going to be a climbing minus three for your finger. All right. Climbing roll to get down. 
Uh, no. That's a failure. Failure by one. Failure by one. Okay. To be fair, I did. I did climb up here. Don't I have it? Do I get a bonus for uh, for having seen this already? No. All right. Give me a uh, first of all. Give me a focus check on that failed climbing. Yeah. Okay. Good. Hanging on. The tricky climb that on the way up you handled so easily. It's just your your hand slips and suddenly you find yourself falling and you crash through several floors worth. And several some floors worth. And you find yourself, you were already, you know, most of the way near the bottom and then suddenly, foop, you're at the bottom. Now I'm at the bottom. And Do I see uh, Annie and... Uh, you uh, take a little damage. Jordan? You don't feel great. I, yes, but I don't know how much damage I've already taken. So no, you don't. It's all the same to me. You feel like your movement seems it, to have like almost did, did, like halved or something. Almost like halved. Now here's here's the question: For having slept overnight and and taken and taken a rest, did you roll HT for me to heal? Yep. Oh, well, fine. Uh, okay. Do I see Jordan and Annie? So, um, you get to the first floor and you see where Annie crashed through, mm-hmm. and you see that Jordan has wandered off. Okay. Uh, I'm going to separate out 200 bucks out of that 10,000. Okay. And I'm going to call to Jordan mm. and I say, hey, Jordan, yeah. thank you for all your help. Okay. I feel bad about your anchor. Oh. Why don't you get yourself a new one? Oh. And I hand him, hand him the $200. He looks at it and blinks twice and says, oh, well, uh, I don't actually even know how much anchors cost. If that's not enough, let me know. Okay. Hey, Jordan. Huh? Good to see you, my friend. Good to see you, friend. Let me know if you need anything else, all right? I could sure use the money. Yeah, what happened to my friend, Annie? You hear a, I'm still down here. And Jordan says, oh yeah, she fell straight through the first floor staircase and through the basement staircase and uh, seems to have broken it pretty bad. I would have gone down there and helped, but... The king lives down there. I'm coming for you, Annie. I'm sorry about that. Uh, Jordan, you know, sometimes it gets confused. Thanks so much, Jordan. I'd really appreciate that. All right, now I'm going to go down and get Annie. I'm going to mince my way down and get Annie. The stairs in this building are really poorly constructed. I don't think it's up to code. Uh, How are you doing, Annie? I think I twisted my ankle. I couldn't climb back up. Yeah, I think I twisted my ankle too, but we'll, we'll help each other out here. It's really dark down here. I don't have a flashlight. No. Well... I called Jordan. I'm like, hey, Jordan, you got a flashlight? I got fire. That's nature's flashlight. Yeah. Can I, uh, can I grab a torch off you? He uh, goes and takes an old leg of a chair that's been abandoned, and he sticks it in the fire for a bit, and it catches, and yeah, that's how. he hands you the leg of the chair. That's sure. That's how that works. Uh, I'm going to take the torch and go down into the dungeon. I'm sorry, the basement. It's not that hard to climb down. The stairs are gone, but there's plenty of things to hold on to. Uh, give me a climbing minus two to keep the torch lit while climbing down with your injured finger. Yes, success. Give me a focus check. Uh, that is a failure. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Well, uh, here, here's here's what's going on. As I'm heading down with okay. the with the torch, I'm keeping a. Uh, Annie's twisted her ankle. She's not feeling great. I'm keeping up a dialogue with her. I'm gonna just just talk her through it, and and that way at least she'll notice when I'm when I sort of drift off. All right. Give, give me give me a little bit of dialogue, and and we'll we'll I'll have the next person continue it. I don't know if you. Uh, <laughs> You heard uh, heard that, Annie, but I, I took a bit of a tumble myself, let me tell you. Uh, so uh, I think I, I my ankle is sprained. I'm moving pretty pretty slowly, but I'm, I'm coming for you. Don't worry. We're going to help each other out. We'll get each other out of this. And then suddenly your mind drifts, and you don't remember what you're talking about anymore. Wait a minute. What? And that is it What were we doing? John. 
What a what a turn! What a what a turn of a turn! What an eventful turn! Was that good? I loved it. <laughs> Did I find the one ring? Uh, we, only time will tell. Yeah, my head. Can you can you tell me what happened before my turn? Can you can you like summarize the plot for me so I far? I could, uh, but I might have you back if we circle around the order. So if I tell you the plot, you can't be back. Yeah. Oh shit! Really? So how was that turn? Like overall, was that was that a decent turn? Was that a good? Did I do okay? I loved it. I I loved I loved that you went on a lark and allowed me to one bring in things that I didn't think would come back, and two. Um, <laughs> I, I only had two things in my pockets. What was I gonna do? <laughs> well, that's that's kind of the thing that everyone's faced with is that like there has not been consistently well executed note taking. No, obviously not. And a couple of players have taken good notes and yeah. then those notes got lost. Like they put them in a place where they were not accessible. Well, that's why I, that's why rather than taking notes I just tried to keep Annie in the loop. All right, so that's it for Memento for today. However, I've gotten the cast together for a little while to just talk about what it was like to do Memento because that's something y'all have requested. And then after that we're going to do a very nice uh, mailbag because we haven't done one for a while. So, yeah, let's just go around. Like, uh, Andy, uh, ha- what what has the experience been of, of listening to Memento after having played in it? Um, it has been mostly fantastic, I have to say. It's been a very, um, as, as the mysteries have unraveled in reverse or in advance or however you want the chronology to work on this, uh, I have found myself, you know... Uh, you get that little thrill of like, oh, so that's how that happened. You know, that otherwise I I can't imagine getting from any other kind of, uh, you know, narrative experience, especially one that you're a part of when normally if you're in something, you you know what has happened before. And that's just not the case. And I've never been involved in a project like that, especially with, uh, you know, uh, especially in this collaborative kind of way. So it's interesting because I think I thought that I would be more concerned about how my own choices earlier or later on, uh, uh, you know, affected the plot. Uh, but really, there's been very little of that and more like, you know, h- how has the plot affected me, you know? Almost like that whole cliche of like, you know, I like to think really like they really teach me more than I teach them. <laughs> like some <laughs> inspirational teacher somewhere. I'm just like, oh, that's how that happened. That's nice. Ask not what Memento can do for you. Ask what you can do for Memento. Yeah, it's been great. It's been a really fun time to be a part of it. And I, I, I guess part of it is that like I don't have a good sense of what's going on until we get all the way to the beginning. And uh, we're not there yet. So, you know, I'm kind of like envying people who can hold off until the whole thing's ready because uh, uh, not that you should do that, listener. Uh, but uh, but it would it would be nice to kind of like, I can't wait to go back and listen to the whole thing in order. So I'm really excited about that. Oh. Ka- Carolyn, what, uh, how about you? Yeah, so I think, like, looking back on it, I feel like it's very fitting for these kind of Groundhog Day-esque times where it's like you wake up and you're like, what day is it? It just feels like the perfect choice of something to record now. (laughs) Um, I wish we were in person to do it, but I think it makes sense for it being, like, not in person because it's all the more disorienting. Um, Yeah. But I found it really cool to hear everybody's Base, like they're like Leonard Shelby's base. Like everybody played him so far, like very differently. I mean, everybody's goal is the same, but kind of like how much people, you know, empathized with uh, animals versus not, or like cared about yeah. saving people or not, or had like a sticky thing going. So 
yeah, I it's been fun. And I'm very curious about when we get to like meet Anne, like when she appears and oh, how. Yeah. It's like that is like one of the big mysteries I'm looking forward to. It's very interesting to see everyone's different relationship to Anne. Some people yeah. inherently just like trusted her. Some people were very suspicious and everywhere in between. Like everyone reacted totally different to that element. Mm. I think it had to do with your acting. Like it was mm. very yeah. compelling as Anne. It was like oh, suspicious and compelling all at once. Like the range, <laughs> the range. She's a, she's um, a complex lady. <laughs> Are yes. we using Paolo as a baseline for do we trust Paolo or not based on do we trust Anne? <laughs> yeah, and how each person reacted is like whether they do or not. <laughs> right. Well, I had a note on my own hand, handwriting. Like, that was it for me. That was game over for me. I'm like, I am not going to yeah. waste any more time. I am all in on this lady. Like, past self has told me so in writing. I am contractually obligated to for. <laughs> To just throw my suspicions out the window. You are uh, very sweet, Leonard. <laughs> so she was. A, that was a very convincing Anne. You know, I mean, she changes. She changes too. You know, it's not. It's not a one-sided. Uh, it's not a one-sided change. <laughs> okay, but there was one thing that I loved, Jaws. When you said, you said like something like, "My eyeballs are the spinning beach balls of death." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was like, I feel like that's a very quotable thing. <laughs> if yeah. you if you have any Mac products, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Joss, what about you? What's your what's your experience been of the listen versus the play? Uh, 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 <laughs> I mean, I was very frustrated because I took copious notes, and <laughs> so far they have not really been referenced that much. But also, yeah. having played, I think I kind of bookended it in that I played very early in the, the well, Lord, that's a relative term. I played in one of the first episodes that came out, and then I play in one of the last ones that comes out. And I'm really curious to see how the Leonard I was presented with the second time I played, which is the first time you hear me, manages to track to the Leonard that I woke up to the first time I recorded, which is one of the last times you hear me. Yeah, so you, you played very early and very late, or if you prefer, very early and very late. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm just, yeah, I, I oh man, listening, I'm just like, how? <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> well, I think it's, it's it's sort of life affirming in a way because it really goes to show it's like a metaphor for like the things you think are a problem now, like might not actually matter at all in you, <laughs> you know, know in a couple way, days. As I'm listening <laughs> and thinking about it, it feels very this is 2020. I feel like this particular <laughs> set of episodes reflects this year to yes. a golden standard. Mm -hmm. right. yeah. Like yeah, like, in my first session, I was dealing with a lot of murder hornets and they never showed up again. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mayhem. Just mayhem. Yep. Wake up every day and it's like, what the F is happening right now? Yeah. And at a certain point, you just can't be surprised anymore. You just nod your head and make the next best choice. Mm. Well, yeah. that's, oh, that's, the, so that's the whole, you know, you have to work with what you've got in front of you. Uh, so that was my experience playing it. I, I just woke up and you have to take what's there at face value. Otherwise, you're going to waste your three concentration checks doubting it. Right. Yeah. So I just yeah. sort of kept yeah. going. Leonard Smash. Shelby is going to be just a great self-help tape guy if he gets out of this. <laughs> I feel like that's him at some like graduation ceremony is like, don't waste 
your checks. Don't waste your concentration checks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is it's water. A, what like is it's, water? It's a spoon theory, right? Of, uh, <laughs> does it have, don't waste your concentration checks. <laughs> you only get three, and one of them was getting through high school, so use the other ones carefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So uh, thank you guys for popping on and doing that. We're going to do a mailbag now. We'll probably do another one of these sessions after Memento's done, and it'll go out in one of the episodes soon after Memento. All right, so quick mailbag. Thank you to everyone who's been writing in. Sorry we haven't gotten to the mailbag in a while. Um, We've got here an email from Jason Michaels. He says, hey, Reroll Gang, it has taken me two and a half years, but I have created two musical tracks based on the Rogue One episodes. Here they are for you to enjoy. Don't you like go bang, bang, bang every time you put your feet down? Bang, 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 bang. Bang, 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 Sweet. Uh, awesome. I won't play the whole thing for the episode, but uh, that was very great. Uh, th- this isn't the first time I've heard. So th- this was when you said on Rogue One, don't you go bang, bang, bang every time you put your feet down? And we commented that it sounded like you were rapping. And then we we asked the listeners to remix it. And we've gotten a few over the years. I'll have to f- track down the other ones because they were also great. I love this one, though. Andy's voice in that first one comes shining through like this little golden god keeping time. If you just listen, he's like, bang, bang. Oh, not me. <laughs> not Andy. Andy. Andy was yeah. not in that episode. Well, who was that then? Because it sounds like Andy. I think it's, that was I think it's Peter. Peter. Yeah. Wow. Peter. Well, at least the dance track is less of a slog than the episodes were. <laughs> <laughs> What a jerk. Yeah. I, I like the first one because it sounds like if you, if you like, especially if you like slowed it down, it sounds like the kind of like cool tech music you would get in like a, like a, like a drive type movie almost. Like, I don't know. I'm picturing like, it, like a cityscape at twilight and somebody wants revenge, you know, like that kind yes. of thing. And then the second one, which is just as great, sounds like, like the go, start of a go, sitcom. Go. It's great. It's like, it's like from yeah. Mean Girls when they're like driving up or something. Right? right. The second one. Oh my God. Jason goes on to say, I've never made any kind of music before starting this project. I had to learn a lot as it went along. It's been a fun journey. Thanks for creating the film reroll and for keeping it going. I have been listening since near the beginning. He then sent us a wonderful description of his experience of the show, and he explained to us how to pronounce Jason Michaels, which, you know, thanks, Jason. Love it. And uh, the you. next one, we have a quick email from Ben Conlin. Joss, you want to read that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pronounce Jason Michaels. <laughs> um, ben says, oh, this is this is tough. Ben, this year. Today, I learned that someone had somehow withdrawn $1,250 from my bank account. Right? Like jerks. I spent an hour on hold being transferred between four people, and I was trying to think of things to cheer me up. I decided to check the feed since I know the show usually drops on a Tuesday. I saw Memento, and I went, and I'm going to do this best impression as possible. Best impression of text. (laughs) Like a cartoon villain. How was my cartoon villain? Was it good? Yeah. Yeah, Let's all go around and do our oh ho ho cartoon, please. Please. Not like Santa, like a cartoon villain. Oh. Oh, That's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) 
Looks like I have the last laugh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. oh, Andy, that was good. That was <laughs> That's good. That's a good one. Okay, well, so let's pretend. Does it have to go pretend... oh, ho, ho, or can you actually do the mwah, ha, ha, ha? No, it's, it's, a different it's specifically style. written oh, ho, ho, ho. There are several schools of thought, but we have to mm. go to the source for this one, I think. So I, I do think that the oh, ho, ho is more of a, is sort of like a, a chuckle for me. It's the self-satisfied, the oh, ho, ho, ho. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, you're given the you're given the spy the cocktail. Yeah, I got you. Oh, <laughs> you thought your plan was so clever. As opposed to your <laughs> mwahaha, John. Wait, couldn't it be? Yeah, it, couldn't it also be like oh. Oh, oh, that's good. That's what I was picturing. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh my God, Carolyn, this is why you you're Bond. Oh right, yeah, we got to do that. Oh, right. So, anyways, pick any one of the above interpretations you just heard and insert here, like a cartoon villain. (laughs) Um, I was removed from hold that very second. I scared, and here's the trippy part, I scared Jason, not the previous writer, but a completely different Jason. (laughs) Might be the same guy. Unless Jason actually is a bank, you know, teller (laughs) guy on on the phone lines. That would be 2020 enough. Yep. I scared Jason, the oh-so-very-Midwestern man. Hey, what'd you say about Midwesterners? So what, you, we had a long <laughs> A? Is that what you heard? The Midwestern man who'd already said, how scary, earlier, when I explained how their bank gave my money away. Uh, Midwestern here meaning fearful. Oh, right. Yeah. Scared of everything. We are rabbits in the middle of the continent. Midwesterners are very skittish people. Very skittish. <laughs> they're, fear, they're fierce. They, they see newspapers sort of flying down the street, start bucking <laughs> uncontrollably. It is, a, it is a fierce and beautiful That's region. That's why Halloween is set in Illinois. Right. So us scared Midwesterners comment on how scared we were when, when, when Ben explained that the bank had given his money away. And he says, I'm very excited to listen. Even though us fans might clamor for you to hurry up, Please always take your time. Mm. Thank you for giving me a brief respite from a terrible world where somehow not even the money in my bank account is safe. Ooh. Mm. Wow. Well, you're and welcome. No. Hopefully well, this you world got your money turns back. around. Yeah, did he get the money back? I mean, that was yeah, what we, I was I was I thought update. that story would have Or is Peter still on the loose? <laughs> Peter is on the loose. I texted him. Yeah, we were hoping he'd be on this call, but apparently he was. Yeah, apparently he never returns to the scene of a crime. <laughs> well, I hope you got your money back. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm sorry. All right. Thank you, Ben. I hope I hope it all worked out. Uh, mm-hmm. The next email is from Lincoln Coddle, and Lincoln says, "What's up, reroll team? Hello, 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 hello. <laughs> hi. My name is Lincoln, and I've been a longtime listener of this show, and was waiting for the right opportunity to write in. I found the show back when the Rogue One episodes came out, and then proceeded to try to get everyone around me as addicted to the show as I was." My longtime girlfriend, Emily, became hooked as well. Here's the big news and the reason I'm writing. We're moving in together. We had originally planned to do it earlier, but due to big Rona, she got furloughed from her job and finding an apartment on just my salary became much more difficult. As of yesterday, she got a new job. We have secured our first apartment and the future is looking up. Hey, Hey, congratulations. I know this sounds ridiculous, but your show has actually helped me out in my relationship. During some of the rockier parts of our early relationship, I would turn to the show for comfort and laughter when I thought I couldn't feel any joy. As we overcame our difficulties and struggles, she began DMing her own film reroll games with our friends. Hey! I'm looking forward to getting to listen to this show on road trips together in the future, as well as while getting work together done at home. It's strange to say this, but this podcast has been an important aspect of our lives. And as we're moving into the next chapter together, I would love your help. If you would do me the honors, would you mind asking 
Emily Flay, will you marry Lincoln Cottle? Yay! Well, he'll presumably take your answer off air. Uh, <laughs> congratulations, I hope. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I hope. Congratulations. We want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, must no, know. yeah. I hope it was yeah. recorded. We oh, that's hope. great. We oh, that was so stressful, and we're, we're, that's wonderful. <laughs> I, I'm just so, so oh, glad man. that after the you know coming to the show in the Rogue One episodes, that you stuck it out and gave us a second chance. <laughs> uh, you know, that's, that's, true, that's really right? kind of you. And um, can we be invited to the wedding? Oh my god, that would be amazing, dude! I would totally come mm-hmm. to a fan wedding. That's awesome. We could be well, the band. virtual virtual Zoom fan wedding. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Worst band. We could be we could be the band. Yeah, that's true. We could just yeah just yell. That's so cool. Congratulations, Lincoln Yay. and Emily. That's amazing. Also, you should know that Paolo said that while wearing pink cat ears on his headphones. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so if there were ever a proposal outfit, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Lincoln goes on to say, thank you to all of you. And while I would love to list off everything I love about this show, this email is already too long and personal. So I'll just leave this with a top reroll moment for each cast member. Uh, okay, Andy, everything in Weekend at Bernie's. Uh, your lines reminded me of something straight out of Disco Elysium. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you. Oh, that's, that, wow, that means great. a lot. I've only, yeah, I've only started getting into that game, and I don't understand it yet, but that's how I feel about this show. So thank you. That means a lot. That's great. I love Weekend at Bernie's. Thank you. Peter, Isaac Caesar. That was the Aww. character you were born to play, yeah. which I think we all agree. Jaws. Turning Toy Story into an eldritch horror story about the nature of reality. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. That's classic. John, the insane but meticulously detailed plan in Ocean's Eleven. Insane. It was a flawless plan. It was not insane. I take exception to that. It, if I if I had decent help, it would have. All right. It okay. Gone look. Oh, it is a poor workman who blames his tools. She's absolutely right, John. She's absolutely right. I called uh, us tools. A, I sacrificed us for that. You did. You did. You did throw yourself into the best. It, it I was, appreciate it, it that. Was, it was the. I, it was I shouldn't the have blamed you. I should have kept a tighter rein on on you. You bunch of louts. They're just, you know, like like flow chart flow charts that, you know, aren't so overwhelming as to render oh, one on. blind. Were, those are those good. flow charts were gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous. I mean they were, they were gorgeous. gorgeous. They were also fractal in nature. Uh, it was that was Michelangelo's David is gorgeous and you don't see me like, you know, using that to break into anything. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, there's your the, problem. The well, problem true. with Ocean's Eleven was that it felt like a very uh, a dark series of shows. Ocean's and didn't end well. Uh, the Rock did not end well. Was, oh yeah, it was right after The Rock. <laughs> it felt it felt like we were really, you know, after years of of coming up with really fun endings and, and having a lot of fun on the show, it felt like super dark all of a sudden, and uh, I, I made me very sad. I found it fun. We were due. We need a win. Yeah, geez. we need a win. Yeah, we need a win. Yeah. Well, that's and, and today. Spoiler warning. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm making as I said earlier, I'm making up character sheets for the next one that I'm oh, uh, I'm GMing, and uh, a, an easy win is not. Uh, might not be in the cards. Uh, okay. <laughs> continuing continuing Linkle's email. Uh, Scott Linkle? playing Vernon's Linkle's email. <laughs> Linkle's email. Uh, <laughs> Scott playing Vernon Stand By Me. Tim, oh. everything in From Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Uh, Paolo running Wizard of Oz and taking what is, in my opinion, a very boring and pointless dream story and turning it into an epic tale of political intrigue, war, and magical discovery. Yes. That was a good time. And Carolyn, James Bond seducing the priest while crying over the grave. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Fun times. <laughs> yes. I want a whole James Bond movie with Carolyn. We're definitely doing that. That will okay. happen. I can't wait. Uh, thank you. I know this fan mail was incredibly long. My future is starting now, and I'm glad you wonderful guys are a part of it. Love you guys, Lincoln Coddle. We love Yay. you too. Yay. Thanks for writing in. Congratulations. Congratulations. We need more good news. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I I, I hope uh, Lincoln in another email told me that uh, he's going to hopefully try and record it. So maybe we'll get to see it. If you know, if not, no worries. But enjoy. I hope it's going well. I will be worried. Uh, I want to see it. <laughs> but it's okay. It's about you. It's not about us. Yes, I just want to say I've listened to Weekend at Bernie's about five times now, and they're my favorite episodes by far. Emily's Aww. favorite episodes are Wizard of Oz, and she still wants to know the lore Paolo came up with for that world. Ooh, yeah. Oh, don't we all? Um, A wedding gift, perhaps? Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'll just say uh, as well a shout out to Graham Fluster. We're running long, so I'm not going to read the whole email, but he told us that he also used the show to help him get engaged because he came up with a uh, mechanic based on the show of uh, hunting for magic rings and using real world rings and uh, use that to size his uh, girlfriend's finger. So oh, that's awesome. Nice. What, were some of the, what were some of the non? What were some of the rings? What were some of the physicalist? Just a quick list, or no? To don't want to. Give oh no! It. I, I he didn't he didn't give me a list of what the magic rings were, but he he had a prop ring sizing kit, and if the ring fit the finger perfectly, then the magic was stronger. So that's clever. Oh, like that's that. so cute. Ooh. That's great. So Did smart. Did she not pick up on it? Because that is really she clever. probably. She probably picked up well, on it. That's it. He, he says. Like. He says, with all the chaos of six PCs clambering over dozens of rings in a greed-fueled loot frenzy, I was able to get my girlfriend's ring size without looking suspicious. Wow! Oh, good for wow. You. So smart. That's great. Ah, oh, that's so clever. Yeah, I love that. Well done, you. All right. Mm-hmm. Well done, Graham. And thank you to everyone who wrote in. Sorry, we can't get to all the emails, uh, but we will hopefully do another mailbag soon. For now, that's it for Memento, and we will be back next week with more. And thank you, everyone, for popping on for this uh, mailbag. This is great. Good to see you all again. Uh, And bye, everybody. This is great. Bye. Bye. All right, real quick before we sign off, Timothy Nolan is D underscore Marmalade on Twitter. Daniel Kibblesmith is Kibblesmith on Twitter. John Miller is Busta Rhymes on Twitter. I am Paulo Quiroz on Twitter. The show is Film Reroll on Twitter. It is Film Reroll on Patreon. And thank you to everyone who supports us. You keep the show alive. There are also fan forums on Reddit, on Tumblr, on Discord, and several other places. Thank you to everyone who listened. And we will be back soon with more Memento. Memento.